heel turn. Can you believe this? We are here. We are the Shoot Brothers Podcast. I've missed that song. Could that be the last time we hear that song? Who knows? We It's been a wild, crazy, wet, and fun weekend <laughs> in the world of professional wrestling. And as always, we are your hosts of the Shoot Brothers Podcast. Mike the Shoot Shepherd, Cameron Thunder Osborne. Hello, hello. And yes, it was, uh, you know, last week we had some, we had a pay-per-view. This week we had another one. And uh, I got, I had questions. I got some definitive answers. So. This, the, yeah, and, and this was fantastic. And this gave, uh, <clears throat> this gave certainly SmackDown was on Friday night, uh, the opportunity to do the rare Fallout and Go Home show. The SummerSlam yeah. <laughs> Fallout and the Payback Go Home. It's something that you just don't see uh, on yeah. like the regular scheduled broadcast. Once in a generation. Oh, oh yeah, I'm sure this is, <laughs> you know, I'm sure somewhere around, and, and this one happens in the fall, Mike, you know, I mean, we are at the beginning, we have just, we are, we have just stuck the t- the tip into the month of September, and, <laughs> and this happens in the fall when we go to Saudi, we have Survivor Series, there's a takeover, we're going back to back to back to back to back to back, and this week, this past week was no different. That's what it was this year, because I don't think we're going to Saudi come October, so, uh. You know, we had that action-packed month a month earlier, but uh, yeah, this is exactly it. You're right. Same I'm going to. Ass- you're right. I'm going to assume we're not going to Saudi Arabia, right? Is that yeah, safe? At least, to- I mean, well, they're not allowed to. Once they're allowed to, I'm sure they'll be back. Like they would have to go and then hang out there for two weeks. Yeah, and a weekend I think is bad enough for a lot of them. Oh my I so. God! <laughs> I don't think yeah, two I don't want to be think. in Saudi Arabia for like 20 minutes, let alone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Two weeks to wait it out, but that is the yeah. So like we were saying, payback um, was this past weekend. We had the short. I guess we had a. I guess it's been uh, like six days since our last show. I love when we yeah. get in these grooves of we're not, like not quite once a week. We're like the Wednesday night war right now. We're all over the place. We're all we're all over the place. The Wednesday war isn't even happening sometimes. No, it hasn't been on a Wednesday, yeah, for like two weeks now. Yeah, <laughs> every, everything's moving around. Shout out to the people at U- the USA Network, TNT, who are able to, you know, move things around like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's And the lot- ratings have held up, so that shows that the audience is smart enough to follow, so... And, and and that's what it is, you know. I mean, it sort of seems like the first show to crack and leave Wednesday night, uh, you know, you you will benefit because you you'll you won't have to have that split of the audience, mm-hmm. but you'll have to take kind of like the the moral loss, <laughs> yeah. you know, like you you, kind, you walked away. And is it going to yeah. be Vince? Is it going to be Tony Khan <laughs> and Cody Rhodes? We do not know. Um, but yeah, let's 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 kick off our week. Let's get to the beginning of our wrestling week. Um, let's crown a new champion. Let's crown a new tweet of the week champion. It's the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. I would like to add, like to kind of amend uh, certain tweet of the re- tweet of the week rules um, because for uh, over a year now we've been touting how this award, how this title belt can be won by anybody. Yes. Um, but I do want to specify that I think you have to be somebody or something of note. Uh, Joe Schmo on Twitter over there. <laughs> like you know, Joe Schmo underscore sixty nine underscore underscore. Like he's probably not gonna 
arouse the, uh, the, the, the fun the same way that somebody else might. Yeah. Okay, so I do want to like just kind of like add a little, just kind of like a little asterisk there at the end. Yes, anybody can win, but you ha- you got to be somebody who is somebody. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. And now that we have all that out of the way, we're talking about somebody who is somebody. We know we have this Fatal 4-Way coming up on NXT. We're going to get to that later on in the show. And we have talked about Finn Balor's, uh, tat- we- we're on Tattoo Watch, as it were. <laughs> um yeah. every single week it seems like there's something new it looks like a it looks like fun little drawings almost it almost like a, you know like like if a really talented child was yeah. drawing stuff yeah yeah and there's like a little dinosaur with a party hat on or something clearly but clearly more legible than a child could do but it's as yeah. if it's it, it's like what you see in a cartoon when it's a kid like, like calvin and Hobbes drawing a cartoon. yeah it, it's just like that um you know and his uh his 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 new tattoos have certainly gotten our attention <laughs> um and he wanted you know so he updated this the world you know he sent out a little video on his twitter account which was a kind of like a panoramic view of all the uh of all the tattoos he's got yeah this little dinosaur he's a cactus there another uh, sunflower type thing and just like it aroused our curiosity about what his new tattoos it aroused the curiosity of our brand new tweet of the week champion Lindsay lohan Lindsay lohan Lindsay lohan but a name <clears throat> excuse me a name you probably haven't heard in a long time of course, Finn Balor put out this little uh, this little video, and uh, Lindsay Lohan responded to him by "Those are cool," and the the the, <laughs> the sunglasses face, the cool the cool guy sunglass oh, yeah. emoji. Oh, yeah. um, Lindsay Lohan, you know, I don't know if she's a fan of professional wrestling, WWE, uh, or maybe she's just a fan of the the coup de gras. I really don't know what it yeah. is, which drew her to Finn Balor's Twitter account. Maybe they're like the same age. Maybe they've been in the same room one time. Uh, but whatever the reason might be, uh, Lindsay Lohan, you are our brand new Tweet of the Week champion. Wow. Maybe, yeah, maybe she's just hot for Balor. Who knows? <laughs> oh, I never thought about being hot for Balor. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, and of course, when you become a new Tweet League champion, you are kind of added to the rotating list of Twitter accounts that I'm, that, that people are paying attention to. You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows? How active is, uh, is Lindsay on, on Twitter there? Well, and I'm thinking exactly how much, uh, how much other wrestling-related content is up there on her Twitter account. You didn't take a quick scroll? I didn't take a quick scroll of uh, you know the other stuff. Sort of this one. Came, this one came up because uh, okay. I want to keep it fresh, right? You know. Um, well, I'm just. What if like a week ago she said, "I hate all blacks," and now you, now you're crowning her a champion? No, I would. I would. We would have heard. <laughs> we would. We would have heard if that happened. I just. Uh, you know, gotta. Gotta be, gotta be That's no, that's a good point. You you do have to uh, you do have to I guess be thorough. You're right. I should uh, yeah. next time. No, certainly we'll be thorough. No, like you said, she is someone. So we would have heard of someone. Oh, if someone, someone said something, someone. we would. If certainly. Joe Blow from Under the Bridge said it, no. Joe Schmo from Under the Bridge is always saying it. That's why we yeah. never hear about it. <laughs> um, but that's it. Congratulations, Lindsay Lohan, Tweet of the Week champion. Congrats. All uh, right. Let's keep transitioning here um, because, yeah, like like I just said earlier on in the show, the 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 incredible fallout and go home. Can you imagine? Can you imagine such a a beautiful show which might occur? Because we just had SummerSlam last weekend, 
We have payback this weekend, and we still had a show between yeah. the two. That's right. We're talking SmackDown. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It, uh, it used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. They used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Yeah, The Fiend just won his title, and he finds out he's got to defend it. So everything's, they're scrambling to get this thing together. They got to get the contract fill out. It's only two days before, and they haven't even filled out the contract. And when I hear that, I say to myself, I understand. Like, I'm sure the contractual agreements, like, there, there is due process, which needs to occur. You know, lawyers need to overlook things. Like, this isn't going to happen overnight. Certainly, but <laughs> do you think, you know, the headlining band at Coachella is signing up two days before? Um, actually, uh, if, uh, in, a, in, a, in a funny note, it is funny you say that. <laughs> when I went to Bonnaroo, it was supposed to be, um, Mumford and Sons was supposed to be one of the headlining bands on a Sunday, yeah. right? And they canceled two days before the event due to a diagnosis the br bass player just got about like a brain tumor he had. Literally two days before, because we didn't, we were, this was, you know, we were down in the United States. We weren't using our cell phones. We didn't hear about this. It wasn't until we arrived to the show did we find out that he was replaced, or that the Mumford and Sons was replaced with Jack Johnson. Well, that's a bit different, but. Clearly somebody was on call. Oh, yeah. No, there's always I mean, somebody uh, on your main call. event. You, uh, their main event. They wouldn't have signed. They wouldn't have waited till two days before to sign Mumford and Sons. Yeah, you would think that the, you know <laughs> the WWE would have a bunch of lawyers on retainer for this exact purpose. Vince can call them in the middle of the night, like we need you to make up a contract, yeah. and then he kind of wakes up and just starts starts, starts typing away. Uh, but that was not the case, apparently. No, instead <laughs> we've got uh, management crony Adam Pierce is back. He shows up every once in a while. Uh, they, they never really explained how or why he, he just showed up one day, didn't he? This, this guy? Adam Pierce, yeah. The backstage. Feel, sh sh should I recognize him? Uh, he's been on the show once or twice before. Okay. I don't remember. Is, when, is he the but. same guy that was, uh, like Bailey and Sasha Banks's, ther uh, like therapy? Uh, I don't think so, but he kind of looks like him. Okay, Double okay, 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 okay. Anyways, this Pierce guy, he's trying to keep things together, and he goes to talk to Vince McMahon, who gives him the tall order of he's the one who has to track down the three men and get all their signatures for that universal title match. So, uh, that's his case for the night. That's a tough job, and that's a tough job, because, you know, this is the blue brand. We only have two hours to do this. Yeah. But uh, we get a title match, Intercontinental Championship, the new champ, Jeff, defending against Shinsuke Nakamura. And uh, the match itself was all right. AJ's there talking smack. Hardy gets the win, retains his title. But as he's celebrating, the big story is Sami Zayn makes his big return. And he's still got his Intercontinental Championship that he never actually lost. He just took his COVID break. And uh, looks like he hasn't cut his hair since he's been gone either. He had some long spaghetti strands flowing there. What a flow, <laughs> Sami Zayn! You know he's a good Canadian boy. He grows good a Canadian good Canadian. He grows a good Canadian flow. Yeah, good looking flow there. So he's back. He decks Jeff Hardy, lays him out. So he's claiming he's still the champ. But uh, we've got another double champion situation here. Another the the classic double champ situation. Um, this is a match which gets booked immediately in the UFC. 
There are often interim champions while other champions can't fight or won't fight, and then when they are able to can or will, they have the unification, right? Yeah. So I, you gotta love a good unification match. Yeah, you know, it's, it's uh, yeah, there's precedent, so mm -hmm. let's have it. I'm just glad Sammy's back. Good to have him back. Very much so. Uh, then we go to the Firefly Funhouse, where Bray's hanging out. He's happy. He's got his Universal title back. Uh, when he gets a knock on a door, it's uh, the stoolie, Adam Pierce. He's dressed up as like a mailman. And he's got the contract, and Bray doesn't give him any trouble. He just signs it. So One down. One down, two to go. Two to go. Uh, yeah, other than that, what do we got? Adam Pierce. Uh, he goes to Roman's door, knocks on it. He doesn't answer. So he's got to keep looking around for a bit. <laughs> we'll find uh, him, hopefully. Hopefully we'll find yeah. him. So uh, then eventually he starts talking to Drew Gulak. He's like, yeah, I'll help you with Braun. And then Gulak grabs a chair, smacks Braun in the back, and then tosses it to Pierce to try to frame him. And he's like, easy there, Braun. That wasn't me. That was Gulak. But, uh, well, I have you here. Can you sign this? And Braun says he's not signing until he gets a piece of Gulak. So they have a quick match. Braun destroys him with the power slam. Pierce comes out, gets his signature. It was a we this was a weird way to get a signet. This was a weird way to get Braun to sign. <laughs> yeah, uh, like it, it, we know Braun Strowman's a monster, so seeing him destroy Drew Gulak, yeah, didn't really do anything uh, extra. But, not uh, really. Yeah, just there. They just wanted to make Pierce work hard, I guess. That <laughs> That's what it is. Um, and then he approaches Vince. He's like, "Hey, Vince, I got two. He's like, "Yeah, well, I wanted three, so <laughs> we'll get more of that." <laughs> we'll get more of this Adam Pierce saga. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Oh, yeah. Backstage, Tamina's talking to Nikki Cross, asks her about Alexa. And Nikki just says she's worried. And Bliss shows up. She gives Nikki a hug. But Nikki notices she's changed her hair. She's gone back to the pigtails. She's got the pink dyed on the ends there. And Nikki says it reminds her of The Fiend. And Bliss just says, don't be ridiculous. You know, I thought you'd be more supportive. That's what friends do, support each other. I thought we were best friends, but I guess I was wrong. So much for friendship, and she just grabs the mug, the one she gave Nikki last year, and she smashes it on the floor, walks off. Smashes the mug, you know, returning back. I like that. I like that Alexa Bliss, the OG Alexa Bliss yeah, kind of look. we're turning. We're turning. I love it. We're getting some evil bliss. Uh... Yeah, and then we go backstage again. Pierce, he finally tracks down Reigns, but uh, Roman, he wants to read the whole thing before he's going to sign it. So we're going to have to wait even more. Which, which make, which by the way, the first common, the first like sensical thing that's been said all day. Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman blindly signed contracts created <laughs> by Vince McMahon. Uh, that's a lot of trust. That is a lot of trust. I mean, you would hope they have some sort of representative that had a time backstage, an agent, or a... I thought that was Pierce's job. <laughs> well, uh, you know, make sure that's, make sure uh... it's a good contract for them to sign. Yeah, <laughs> not like a Backstreet Boys, they get all your money situation. Yeah. Uh, then I guess uh, the main event was really important. There was just uh, Big E teaming up with Heavy Machinery, beating Morrison, Miz, and Sheamus. But then the closing of the show, we go backstage once again. Pierce, he's really running out of time here. Uh, he's with Roman, sitting on the couch. And he says, give us the terms that we need, and I will be at Payback on Sunday. And I'll win back my Universal title. That's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. And then we pan to the right, and Paul 
Haman, the devil himself, <laughs> is sitting there with Roman reigns. And Paul says, believe that. So, oh boy, at this point, the shoot meter is going wild. <laughs> that I never saw coming. If we yeah, can, that's... now that I never saw coming. Yeah, the return was one thing. I was still not sure. I'm like, ah, he did a little heelish things, but I'm not ready to commit. But then this, this is making me like 90% of the way there. Reigns and Heyman, you know, the two men who have been at each other's throats over yeah. the years of the big dog and Brock Lesnar. Um, it feel in terms of SmackDown, it really just felt like the entire show led was leading to that, and that's uh, you know that was a good payoff though. <laughs> <laughs> it sort of like it was this like two hour payoff to really set up the main event of our pay per view. Yeah, you know Romans, he was kind of acting like a jerk all night, but then that that was huge moment at the end there. The well, you know it's 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 the Kevin Durant thing. You know if you can't beat him. <laughs> there you just go. join him but uh they still he did not sign the contract though they were just he just was letting him know Heyman's there with him and he gave him his word he'll be there Sunday Penn was not put to paper uh which is a fantastic heel move for Roman yeah. and uh no retribution on Smackdown either no retribution. I thought this would have been like possibly even like the mask the unmasking or the reveal. Yeah, I'm hearing uh, some hot rumors that uh, going forward they're going to be only on Raw, a Raw stable. The so Raw retribution. Yeah, that makes well that makes sense. I mean, like it, they they would be subject to the exact same brand to brand invitational rules that everybody else would be. Yeah, I mean once you, uh, <laughs> yeah, once you start playing by the rules, you got to pick a show. And you only got three. You've only got three brands, brand to brand switches. Yeah. Or else, uh, and then you're all out. And that's yeah. That and that was how SmackDown concluded. Uh, yeah, fantastic reveal there at the end. The big, the big turn. What is happening to Roman Reigns? Um, but goddamn, do those teeth look great? Let's move right on <laughs> to like the very. It was like the next night or something like that. Uh, our second pay per view in as many weeks. Uh, so let's talk about payback. <laughs> Review. Payback. Here we go. Pre-show. Did you catch the pre-show? No, nah, probably not. <laughs> well, we got a little tag team match. Uh, one that actually had some storyline at least going in. So Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan taking on the Iconics. And at one point, Ruby and Liv called themselves the Living Riot, which I think is better than the Riot Squad. Yeah, because like, yeah, they're not a squad anymore. And well, and it's got. More for uh, Liv's got a part of it. With it does leader. have her like little name there too. Y yeah. yeah, when Sarah Logan was there, like a leader plus two. Yeah, that's a squad. Yeah. But yeah. one plus one, they're on equal footing at this point. So there we go. Move over, Quiet Riot. We've got the big Riot. <laughs> got the big Riot. And uh, you know they had nice matching yellow plaid gear. But anyways, uh, you know typical pre-show match. Ruby hits the Riot kick on Billy, gets the three count. Man, these iconics are not uh, not stacking up wins. Well, uh, we'll see if they can win when it counts. But that was your pre-show. No, uh, no heartfelt Renee Young. She's gone now. So Charlie's in charge, and she's the one that tells us Drew McIntyre suffered a hairline jaw fracture from those three punts. So he's not even on the pay-per-view tonight. Was he supposed? Was he supposed to be? 
Uh, they never booked him. But yeah, I can't. Quite they didn't have time. They only had one raw, and he got kicked in the head a bunch. Of times. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have time. They didn't even have time to book the match. <laughs> um, but one match we did have time to book with. Let's kick off the show. Um, we have Apollo Cruz. He's defending his United States Championship against Bobby Lashley. Of course, we know the rest of the Hurt business is gonna be there. Yeah, they are there. Um, uh, and pretty much just like the way we thought it was gonna go down, Apollo gets beaten. And uh, he's probably going to disappear after oh. Bobby locks in that full Nelson. He called it some, I think he called it the hurt lock now. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I like it's that. Play on the uh, yeah, pop culture. <laughs> I like that. Uh, so, yeah, Lashley's the new U.S. champ. And, uh, you know, we figured this had to end with the hurt business finally getting the win. And, yeah, Apollo, what the hell is he doing now? And, well, and the Hurt Business, what do they do now, right? I mean, they've been focused on this United States Championship for yeah. their, the entire duration that they've been an entity. Uh, and, you know, maybe, like, watch out, like, the rest of the Raw roster because, hey, mid-carters, come at yeah. us. You can't fuck well, with Shelton, us. Shelton's getting that 24-7 title. Oh, yeah, this this is the most <laughs> successful. This might be one of the most successful uh, kind of squads going right now. Yeah. And then uh, they had a unique ending afterwards. MVP grabs this cameraman from beside the ring, and he makes him take pictures, and then we get like this still photo effect on the screen. It's kind of interesting. Real? Did you notice that? I <laughs> I thought that was lag. <laughs> was like, uh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I thought. I you know maybe I didn't hear it. I. Uh, you thought your screen just froze. <laughs> I thought it kind of lagged out for a second, and uh, no, okay. it was a cinematic. Uh, yeah. But it, but it was, yeah, that's all it was. I like the to think, I, I hope that something like that was retribution, but doing some good back there in the production van. No, that was on purpose. MVP grabbed the cameraman and he took a picture. And it was like we saw through the cameraman's camera. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So anyways, uh, after the match, Apollo's pissed off and hits Lashley. So maybe they're going to continue. But I see no reason. Yeah, he did. He did like, uh, he did run out of the ring saying like, I'm going to, I'm getting my title back. Yeah. So. I don't know, but we go backstage. Kayla Braxton's hanging out. Uh, she sees Paul Heyman. She asks, is Roman going to sign the contract for that match tonight? And he says, you'll have to ask Roman Reigns. And then she goes into Roman Reigns' private locker room. But Kayla's not allowed in. The camera is not. Nope. No cameras, no Kayla's. <laughs> uh, but we got Big E taking on Sheamus here. And this was just uh, this was a good old, big old, big boy bruiser match. Smacking each other's around. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, I didn't have much going in. Didn't even know this match was booked until a day before. Yeah, because we just <laughs> saw it on SmackDown, like, the week before. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, it, 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 it was funny to see it kind of go back to back. But, yeah, you're exactly right. Like, two of the bigger guys, two of the bigger, stronger guys on the SmackDown roster going at it. It's going to be heavy hitting. Yeah, it was pretty good. And Sheamus, he was switching it up a bit, doing more submission-style stuff, working those limbs. Uh, hits a really big knee at one point. Goes for the bro kick, but then Big E catches him into a big power bomb, followed by the big ending, and that gets him the win. And then afterwards, Big E's real fired up. He's just yelling in Corey's face, I'm ready, let's go! He was so, saying, preach, preach. He's preaching. Preach, Corey, you tell him. You he let was... them all know, I'm ready. <laughs> and, uh... I don't know if you saw his talking smack promos recently. He's he's been on fire. Oh, it's really? Been really good. Yeah. Okay. They might have shown a clip too, but 
Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll have to. I'll have to be sure to check those out. Well, you know, we're you seeing it. Talking Smack? We are seeing. Oh, of course, I remember Talking yeah, Smack. I just came back like last week, and yeah, him and Miz. The Miz is the master of it, but he cut a real fiery promo, Biggie. Oh, from some there. of the best promos were on Talking Smack. Yeah. For sure, and uh, it's exactly it. we're seeing it. We're at, in the infancy stages of the Big E push. The Big E singles run, yeah, he's coming. Where he's are ready. where are we pushing him to? I don't know. I don't know if uh, I mean if it's a slow push. You know, you slowly build his way up to uh, be one of the guys to challenge Roman Reigns in a couple months. In a couple months, right? I mean, of course, like, as soon as we move into the fall, remember, we have, uh, I, I, I feel like we're either on, we're either on one side or the other side of building to the Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, with the crazy year we've had, uh, I feel like this year's Royal Rumble is going to be more wide open than any for who could potentially win. Yeah, who can, or at least who can make it down to that final four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The prestigious. The prestigious final four. Uh, let's go to the not-so-prestigious King Corbin. Uh, we're just waiting for another King of the Ring tournament so we can get rid of <laughs> just that. Just waiting. But he's taking on Matt Riddle. They've been building this program for a couple weeks. And, uh, you know, Riddle's great. Corbin was okay. He was Corbin. But the right man won. Riddle gets the win after hitting his floating bro, uh, and then afterwards, Corbin's all angry, attacks him backstage, puts him through a catering table. And you know what, man? And we knock on Roman. Oh, sorry. Wow. We rock on Bear and Corbin so much. Mm-hmm. We really do. I do. But, dude, like, he lo- he's on TV every week, and he's constantly losing. Uh, like he's got a, I, he's got his crown though. He's, he's got his, you crown. know, like you gotta give it to the guy. You gotta <laughs> give it to the guy who comes to work with, you know, a, a smile on his face, walks yeah, out, he's... keeps losing. It's gotta suck. Matt Riddle comes up. You lose to him. Somebody else comes up from NXT. You lose to him for a little while. It's the name of the game. Yeah. He's got it. He's <laughs> got it down pat. I hope whatever they're paying him is not enough. Uh, I don't know. Let's not go too far here <laughs> with the Baron Corbin love. But uh, let's continue because we got the women's tag team titles on the line. Sasha Banks and Bailey taking on Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler. For the third time this week, Nia's got a different hairstyle. Uh, but uh, thankfully, she spent more time on that than in the actual match. Uh, Shayna carried the team, I think. Spending most of the time doing the heavy lifting. I also noticed very, very little <laughs> Nia Jax. I think yeah. the only time I saw her, she missed a leg drop. I was like, oh, God, <laughs> how go. do you miss a leg drop? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I got to say, after WrestleMania, losing Baszler was kind of fizzling out. But uh, in this match kind of rebuilt her a bit. She looked really good here. She, uh, yeah, she basically spends the whole time just fighting the two women by herself. She's working them over, looking for her submissions. Uh, and then finally, yeah, she gets the Kirafuda clutch on Bailey, but then Sasha comes at her, so she counters, puts her in a Muda lock, so she's got them both locked up. Uh, Sasha tries to escape, but then she uses her own arm to strangle Bailey, and Bailey taps out, costing Sasha her only title left. So Shayna and Nia are the new champs. Shayna and Nia, brand new champs. You know what? I'll be. I didn't think this was particularly good. You didn't like the match. I don't think I did. Um, 
Yeah, it, it, I mean, or at least the way that we've rushed this Shayna Naya thing, or at least Sasha Bailey's been so good that I've been yeah. waiting for their downfall to be so good, and them losing the titles, I feel it, it, it wasn't as good as the entire arc has been. Yeah, I'll take that. Uh, yeah, definitely wasn't wouldn't be the team that I would pick to take the belts for sure. But I think for them, it's more about yeah, they just want to push that story along further. Once Sasha lost one, they have to get the other one off. But uh, yeah, well, I couldn't have been the iconics or something. Or yeah, <laughs> whether it be an established team, or even give us like a with a few weeks, it's the um, or the um, the emotional reason to be backing Shayna. And not Nia Jax. It should not have been Nia Jax. Shayna no. and somebody else, or two other, two completely other performers, right? Like, give us a reason to be invested. Yeah, I did like the finish though with the double submission thing. Submit, yeah, d- yeah. Kudos for making Shayna Baszler look like a badass. Yeah, she looked the best she has since before WrestleMania in this match, at least. Definitely, and the, yeah, like you said, the way she's sort of fizzled away, um, it's great to see her as strong as she was on NXT. Yeah, so Sasha and Bailey, they're stunned. Charlie gets an in-ring interview with them after. Nia's all cheery, celebrating like she did the work. <laughs> Maybe that'll be their gimmick. That'll be their shtick. <laughs> yeah. Which is great for everybody, because it keeps Nia Jax on TV, which is what WWE wants, but it keeps her out of the ring, which is what the fan wants. That's a win-win. <laughs> That's a win-win. Perfect. Uh, but let's go on here. Randy Orton taking on Keith Lee. And uh, this time, Lee came out. He's got, like, a fur pelt around his waist. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, and uh, some hooded Saiyan armor. Apparently, it was inspired by some Dragon Ball Z. Okay. So uh, still the same music, the bad music from Raw, but oh well. Yeah, yeah, oh well, what am I going to do? Yeah, it's not our problem. But, uh, you know, this match, I think, uh, didn't go as long as we thought, but by, by design, it was just there to make Lee look like a powerhouse, and I think he did, you know, early on. Randy got some moves in, though. He hit some very loud chops onto Keith Lee. Chopped yeah, the, 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 the bigger the chest, the louder the chop. <laughs> yeah, and that <laughs> shirt might have had a nice material to it, a really clap. A, cho- a, a choppable material. Yeah, so Randy gets a couple moves in. Those chops, his draping DDT. He goes for the RKO, but he can't hit it. Lee counters, pops him up for the spirit bomb, and gets the three count. So huge win for Lee in only six minutes and 40 seconds. Six minutes, oh my, yeah, it, it certainly felt like it. Like, that's how you make... A star. Yeah, he looks like a big deal right away. Big win. And I can't. I don't think. I can't think of anybody who's like been put over like as strongly this year. Um, you know, of course, like his performance in Survivor Series last year put him on the map. Yeah. And now we have. You know, then we had his 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 stint with Lesnar in the Rumble. Now we just took out Orton right away. Like it, this was not a fluke. Yeah, now everybody knows who Keith Lee is. And, God, yeah, just better song. <laughs> just like, it, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're okay, I think, and as take fans. Take the shirt off. Take as fans, shirt off we're, I think we're okay that it's a different song. Like, we're okay yeah, that there's a new that song. Change just is okay. But make it yeah. better. Make it's it a so be- generic. It- oh, God, huh? But, yeah, it, uh, sounds, it sounds like an AEW song. Just kind of like, yeah. middle of the, like, eh, eh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. The only part I know is like the beginning. It's like, oh, basket is glory. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it's like they kind of they added like this little Bobby Roode uh, 
kind of thing. Uh, and th- this was so great to see. I just got to say one more thing. This was so fun, great to see because of how often and routinely the main roster seems to botch uh, new superstars' entrances. You know, the, their their introductions, and yeah, it was called. just it was just such a relief to see them get this one right. Yeah, no, uh, all signs so far looking good for Lee. Very much so. But let's go backstage once again where Kayla is still waiting around asking Heyman again about Roman. And he says, look, Roman said he would sign. He promised before the end of the night. So he's going to sign. He's going to leave his champ. Believe it. We'll see. Okay. Okay. (laughs) But before we get to that, we got tag team action. Rey Mysterio and his son Dominic teaming up against Seth Rollins and his disciple Murphy. Uh, once again, they could have just saved this. We didn't get a proper finish on Raw, so we'll just pretend like this is the first time they're doing it. <laughs> yeah, let's just pretend it's the first time. <laughs> uh, but once again, Dominic, he's killing it. He's uh, just coming off like a natural in the ring. Not just with the moves he does, but like his, his presence, his selling, the way he gets fired up. He's good. He's great. Yeah, no, no, I I agree. For somebody who not was not on the indies, did not have a his you know his stint in NXT, he's yeah. just here. And I noticed uh, his hood is now gone from the costume. Yeah, I think so. they figured that one out pretty soon. Yeah, don't have to keep pulling it down. <laughs> and uh, Ray as well. Uh, I don't know what his he's always got some some blue, red, and yellow. I don't know what the character was this week. He always inspires. Yeah, I always, every time I see a Rey Mysterio, uh, uh, you know, ring gear, I know that he's referencing something. I mm. rarely know what the reference is. <laughs> yeah, but I like that he's got a different style of eye patch for the uh, eye. Kind of <laughs> yeah, the eye patch, it's nice that the eye patch changes too. Yeah, he's keeping that, up, keeping up the gimmick. Yeah. But uh, yeah, fun, just a good old tag match. No weapons needed this time. They were just good old wrestling. Ray and Dominic, father and son, working well together here. But uh, Rollins, he picks up Ray for a power bomb, uh, for going for the buckle bomb. But he wants Murphy to kick Ray in the head on the way down as he does it. But Ray reverses with a hurricane rod uh, mid move, so Murphy kicks Rollins in the head. So he's taken out. Ray gets Murphy on the ropes, tags in Dominic, who hits. Uh, yeah, he tags in Dominic. Dominic hits the six one nine and the frog splash onto Murphy, and that gets him the first ever win in WWE. His first ever pin. Pin, win, everything. Yes. So great match. Another great outing for Dominic. Yeah, he and and and, and for back to back, you know, a week apart, he has apart. pretty much yeah. delivered on both on both uh instances. And I'm sure his body's still gotta be purple underneath that shirt. He's I'm still sure. healing from those mm-hmm. those kendo shots. But uh yeah, afterwards Rollin looked very pissed at Murphy as he walks off without him after getting uh kind of costing him the match a little bit. You know, yeah. Well, you know, Seth Seth Rollins isn't one to lose too often. No, and uh, yeah, especially, especially to a kid like Dominic, to a rookie, Murphy <laughs> losing to a rookie, yeah. shenanigans. But let's go. It's time for the main event of the evening. Uh, we're supposed to have a triple threat match, no holds barred for the Universal Title: The Fiend versus Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns. So the Fiend comes out first uh, with the blue title. No custom Fiend title this time. Yeah, I was expecting the custom title. Yeah, but maybe that was a sign of things to come. But uh, anyways, as the Fiend's making his entrance, before he can take off his coat, Braun just appears and attacks him. 
So the ref rings the bell. The match starts. No sign of Roman. We don't know what's going on, but the match is happening. So Braun and the Fiend, they're just brawling around. Uh, Fiend slams Braun through the announce table. And then he goes under the ring, brings out his giant mallet. And uh, a couple times throughout the match, we just cut backstage to scenes of Alexa just watching on the TV, yeah, looking she, intrigued. She's doing the old, I'm standing watching the monitor thing, yeah. twirling, her her, twirling her pigtails. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. But I like it. At least we got something, some involvement mm-hmm. with her. Uh, then we get more weaponry, steel steps. They fight up to the stage. Uh, Strowman just charges at the Fiend. They go flying off the stage, crash through some tables. Uh, so they get up off the floor. They fight back into the ring eventually, make their way up to the top turnbuckle. Fiend hits a giant superplex, which causes the ring to explode and collapse. The ref goes tumbling over the oh, ropes. We haven't seen a good ring collapse <laughs> in years. Yeah, you know, I think this is only maybe the third or fourth time in history. So always a cool visual. Uh, the ring's broken. Everyone's knocked out. Uh, some people online noted that there was no LED boards around the ring all night, so some people speculated, "Hey, maybe something's gonna happen." Oh ring. yeah, yeah, to like to act, to access under the ring, yeah, like in that little spot for the break. But anyway, so this thing's exploded. Both men are down. When the big dog Roman's reigns, his music hits. He comes out onto the stage. He's got a chair in hand. Paul Heyman by his side. Paul gives him the contract. He signs it. Marches down to the ring, and he gets in, and he yells at Heyman, send down a ref. So he does. He covers the Fiend, but the Fiend kicks out, so he tries to cover Braun. He kicks out, so Roman's getting pissed. He grabs the chair and just starts beating the hell out of Braun with it. He goes towards the Fiend. Fiend stands up, locks in the mandible claw, but then Roman kicks him in the balls, takes the Fiend out, uh, and then he turns back around to Braun, hits him with the spear, pins him for the three count. We've got a new Universal Champion. And it's just just to seal the deal as he's celebrating, Paul Heyman lifts his arm at the top of the ramp. So it's official. Heel Roman. So, here. so much happened in like, <laughs> ten, it felt like 10, well, it was like 10 minutes felt like. Yeah, but it wasn't like that long. So much happened in this match. The, the contract signing halfway through was perfect. Um, you know, of course, uh, inspired by Heyman's guidance, I'm sure. Uh, Coming down to the ring with the weapon. Roman's wearing a shirt for some reason. What's under the shirt? No vest. No vest, yeah. But so that's more. Uh, what he's a is, heel. It's what is under Roman's shirt? That's what I want to know. I think we've seen him shirtless before. <laughs> exactly. Let's see it again. He's a okay. badass. Well, yeah. Badasses yeah. don't wear shirts. Well, from now on, yeah, he, he just didn't have time to take the shirt off this time. Because <laughs> it all happened so fast. Um, of course, the the fiend Alexa Bliss kind of stuff, you know, going back to her Harley Quinn type of ways. Yeah. So we didn't uh, directly get her involved in the match, but her, she still has a presence on this show. Because, you know, that's, you know, one thing, one more thing. If you want to kick this heel turn up to 11, you have Roman give Alexa Bliss a Superman punch. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then the Fiend just cries in agony. Not a big spear? It has to be a Superman punch? Well, both. Well, a Superman punch, uh, both. <laughs> both. <laughs> oh, my God. And, 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 and that was, you know, and, of course, then we roll off air in what felt like it was like a two-hour sh- Like, I feel like there's movies. It was 930, was, and this thing was done. There are movies that are longer than this. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, 
But yeah, if you thought you didn't see last week's coming, you fucking, I don't know what you saw this week. Yeah, I... This uh, one. The, the, the SummerSlam's tagline should have been, you'll never see the next seven days coming. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this was amazing. I loved it. We've been, a lot of us have been aching for a Roman heel turn. And, you know, they did it in such an unexpected way. I think it works. It's amazing. Yes. And there's no crowd there to cheer it. So you're going to get the results you want because he's actually going to be a heel. And, of course, and bringing Paul Heyman back into the fold, who we haven't seen since Lesnar last probably, you know, made his way off of off yeah, since TV. WrestleMania, I guess, probably. You know, and just the and the two of them combining, like I can't wait till Friday to hear just more about this. Of course, the Universal Champion is going to be there. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, he's gonna have some sort of heel promo to cut. And what Roman gives you, what Roman gives you, what Brock didn't give you was just that, like I'll show up more often. Yeah, he'll be there every week. And you, so you know the combination of having the fighting, how we're having a cha- a present champion. And Paul Heyman is kind of we're we're getting our cake and we're eating it too. Yeah, and you know now this flips things around. You have you've left the room for the fiends to officially establish himself as just the top baby face, if you wanted to. Him and Alexa, even though they're kind of, they'll still do evil things, but they'll be the ones you want to root for. Yeah, they're like an o- over evil. Yeah, or they're evil <laughs> and over. One, it's one. Yeah. They're they're one. Of, they're one of those two. One of those, or both, or both, and that. But that was payback. That was the payback. No retribution once again on the pay per view. Once never, again, they don't work pay per views. I guess this is where I thought they would have revealed themselves. Not not necessarily in the main event. Uh, at one point, because now if it doesn't happen, uh, they're they, they're da- WWE's dangerously close to missing the window on revealing these guys. Yeah, because we yeah we're not we're not progressing anymore. They can only fuck shit up for so long. You know, and I think and and they kind of they fuck shit up in the parking lot. Then they went to the production van, and then they actually went to the ring. It's sort of like what else is there for them to screw around with? Yeah, like they go to their like the the wrestlers' homes, and like <laughs> they're like playing Nicky Nicky Nine Door. Or maybe like they're breaking into their house and like pull like doing pranks and stuff like sell like saran wrap over the toilet. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to see if they make an appearance on Raw. Yeah, hopefully they will. I mean, if you heard that they're uh, if you heard they're going to be Raw exclusive, hopefully this coming Monday we will have some exciting information about that. Uh, that was payback though. That was. And um, of course, you know, like we are. Oh God. Oh God, Mike! Oh God! <laughs> We're not through the streak of pay-per-views yet. We're three days away from All Out. Yeah, but uh, thankfully we do learn the next WWE pay-per-view is not till September twenty-seventh. Oh so my God! The Clash of Champions is back. Clash of Champions—that's a fun one. Yeah, that's where that's all the champions Every uh, on the line. get to go for it. That would be fun. Maybe it'd be fun to see a, you know, a women's tag. Would be fun to maybe see some an NXT belt or there or something. You know, just yeah, why, we'll the, see why the why see the heck much. not? I mean, I guess there is like f- there's what like seventeen titles. So yeah, we can make it. A whole, we could make it a whole WrestleMania. We'll see. We got uh, we got time to build to that. Yeah, we have a nice. We have a month to build to that but yeah like i said um all outs in three days did you know that i i did and i'm looking forward to it (laughs) and i am looking forward to it uh let's cover last week's aew dynamite aew all elite 
They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. Yeah, because yes. a couple important things happen. Like we said, we are leading towards All Out, and there. this is not the go-home show, but this is more or less like our go-home show to this event. <laughs> yeah, and I think... Uh... Yeah, the most a lot of the most of the biggest matches are established after this one, anyways. So uh, let's kick off. We've got a tag team gauntlet match to determine the number one contenders for those tag titles. Yeah, uh, tag team gauntlet. It's, you know, uh, good old who's it gonna be? Who's in this match again? Uh we got Young Bucks started right. off against Dustin and QT Marshall, the uh, the Natural Nightmares or something. That's what they're called. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Dustin gets to hit his one his one token destroyer for the match. <laughs> Everybody gets one. <laughs> but the Bucks have too much experience together, so they're not going to lose this early. They hit a big double knee strike on QT, get the pin, eliminate them. And then we bring out the best friends next to take on the Bucks. And we just get some good tag wrestling here. Bucks are doing flips and super kicks all over the place. They're ready to go, they're ready to go for the Melter Driver when Hangman shows up. Hangman's here. And he grabs Nick Jackson by the leg, distracting him. Back in the ring, Trent rolls up Matt for the three count. So Hangman has screwed over his own friends. And uh, Adam Page just walks off looking very conflicted. And commentary, note: something looks different in the Hangman's eyes. Something looks darker. Something, something's going on there. The, the pain, the toil. What uh, pain, what toil? Hangman, just talk <laughs> to us. Uh, well, he, he drinks those pains. He drinks the sorrows away, I guess. Yeah, but uh, the best friends, so they'll they'll take it. They're they're continuing on here against the final team, FTR. They come out and they just dominate. They work over Chucky e. T's leg, and uh, the commentary barely even realizes that he's forced to tap out. They just kind of talk over the finish. But the FTR win. They've won the gauntlet and the tag title shot at all out. The opportunity to take on the aforementioned Adam Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. Um, cool thing about this, uh, which I did notice, I think like somewhere just amongst like the promo for this match, the teams came out in their uh, contendership order. So the the nightmares like by the, ranking by ranking. So it was like ah. the the nightmares were the number four contender, the young bucks number three. And then the best friends came out, and of course FTR. They already won the number one, uh, like the, you know, they're the number one power ranking. Yeah, uh, they've never lost in AEW. Which uh, I thought that was a cool little addition to uh, to the gauntlet match. You know, we know who, we know yeah, who's going to come out, but uh, that's and what it's fair. It makes sense. You get a slight advantage because you're the better team. That's exactly ranking it. You f you fight for these to be to be in a higher position on these power rankings. It's nice to see them come into play. Yes, I like it. Uh, what else we got? MJF comes down to the ring. He's got a walker and a neck brace. Now we we bring Moxley out because we got to have a contract signing. The old contract signing. Um, what's his name? MJF looking great in the way in like the the argyle uh, neck brace or like the what, <laughs> yeah, whatever the material like, that he always has yeah. on. Yeah. So uh, and he's got his attorney with him of of course. Uh. So the contract for the world title match, they added the stipulation, banning the paradigm shift. So MJF signs right away. And then Moxley hesitates. Uh, they cut promos on each other. But uh, Someone so. brought up Renee Young, and then that was the fucking line yeah. when MJF said uh, that. That's, yeah, that's what got uh, Moxley pretty angry. But he's saying, you know what? You're just forcing me to get creative. All the limbs I could snap, all the ways I could choke you out. So on September 5th, you're a dead man. 
And then Moxley signs. So the move is banned. MJF and his team, they start celebrating. They're laughing, calling him an idiot. And then Moxley says, hey, thanks for being cool about uh, page 17. And they're like, what? It was only, it was only 16 pages. What did you add? Uh, so he could have added a lot, but it finds out all it is is that next week there's going to be a tune-up match where Moxley takes on MJF's lawyer. And if he doesn't show up, Maxwell doesn't get his title shot. And it was really funny to see this uh, a few. I mean, I guess this was the day before, but two days we had co- a contract bit. <laughs> yeah, right. We had we had Roman the next night. We had this one tonight. This was a nice play. I liked this more than because when I think of contract signing, I think of uh, a table spot. Someone's going through the table. Uh, the heels and the heels gonna get the best of the babyface in this, and this was like the exact opposite. You know, not only did nobody go through this table, but John Moxley came out of this looking a little bit smarter than MJF is. Yeah, it was a fun little, fun little twist on a on a very, on a on a, on a very uh, on a on a used out played out segment. <laughs> yeah, sure. exactly. Uh, what else have we got on this show? Oh, yeah, at some point, the Dark Order and Anna J, your girl. Anna J. They present Tay Conti with a little package, and she hugs Anna. So uh, maybe you got another Dark Order member here. Need two Power. of them. Need two of them. Two I of just want to say, like, why they could have, like, the Anna J gimmick was good. <laughs> That's what I'm I saying. It's like that I, one I, promo package has had you for months. I now. have no problem with uh, people. You know, the, I want people to join the Dark Order, but that one video package sold me on this performer, uh, and now I'm just worried I won't get to see that side of her again. Well, not not for now. Uh, hens of a feather must cluck together. Is that what the expression is? That's what I say. <laughs> Uh, but the main event of the night was Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in a tables match. But uh, most of this match took place picture in picture, I felt like. And you missed the craziest spot of the mo- of the match when Sammy goes for this flipping senton to the floor. But Matt moves. Sammy crashes through the table, slices his head open on the side of it. He got uh, He got He got He was hit. bleeding good. He was yeah. bleeding good. So much like Matt a few weeks before, we just had more blood, intentional or not. Uh, but anyways, so, and, uh, their rules are kind of different as well. They're like, you have to put the man through the table. If you fall through the table yourself, it doesn't count. It has to be an offensive maneuver. I, I, that, that, that's a nice little addition. You can't just kind of like the both people fall. I think that happened in, uh, <laughs> yeah, both, both people sort it's of happened. fall through the table. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, eventually they're fighting up to the top rope and then Sammy superplexes Matt through the table to get the win. And then afterwards, Jericho was on commentary, and Orange Cassidy just shows up, beats the hell out of Jericho, and they brawl to end the show. Because, of course, because we have uh, that mimosa, mimosa mayhem match. Yeah, that's coming up. <laughs> coming up at All Out. And, yeah, that was that, that was kind of like our highlights of, um, of uh, AEW. Thursday Night Dynamite. Thursday night dynamite. Of course, yeah, it was on a Saturday the week before. It'll probably yeah, be on a yeah. Tuesday again at some point. Yeah. Uh, but that was it. We'll uh, we'll call. Let's uh, we'll give a little preview to all out at the end of the show. Sounds um, good. To sign us off, but Mike, I think it's about time that right now we take a quick break. Indeed. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We've got trivia. We have the rest of the wrestling week. Uh, so you're not going to want to miss it. Nope. <laughs> Yeah, let's shoot, yeah, let's shoot, brother, brother. 
Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Must be close by. Must be close by. Listeners at home, what do you think? What do you, what, what kind of siren do you think that is? You think it's ambulance, fire, um, police? Let us know. Of course, uh, this is part two of the True Brothers Wrestling part two of the True Brothers Wrestling podcast, the only podcast that's recorded um, in a room with open windows. And in apparently a very dangerous and violent place because there are often sirens that you'll hear in the background of these recordings. Um, yeah, we're still coming at you. We're still coming at you. Uh, any 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 uh, anecdotes you got before uh, we get into the nitty gritty of this second half of the podcast? Uh, in regards to what uh, violent crimes in your city, uh, or uh, or just you know things, uh, anything. I mean, you are usually this 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 <laughs> uh, this post break pre trivia time is really yeah. the time that we get to. Uh, so we we break down all barriers. Sometimes kind of. exactly. Oh, of course we talked. But we know sometimes it's movies. Sometimes it's music. Sometimes it's sports. Sometimes it's fashion. I'm sure if we were, uh, you know, I'm sure we talked about sneakers or something at one point. Mike, do you have anything <laughs> you got? Anything uh, hot on the mind right now uh, before we keep going on with the show? Ah, uh, nothing super hot. Uh, I don't know. Alexander Ovechkin is your NHL 21 cover athlete. How do you feel? Hey, I feel great. Um, I we played a game of Chell the other night. Lost decisively uh, in back-to-back games um, online. Uh, don't know if we're gonna pick up the NHL 21. Yeah, well, you got an extra month to think about it. Just because, because you know, when we are also, and unfortunately, we're like we're in this spot where we're we're thinking, or we have to ask ourselves the PlayStation Five question. Well, that's a whole nother <coughs> barrel of monkeys. Exactly right. So, do we ask ourselves, do we start investing in games for PS Four, even though, you know, but it's not like a PS Five. It's not like PS Five is going to come out. It's not like the price is going to drop for a year. So uh, it's well uh, within. It's I'd say one year later it'll drop like a hundred bucks. Yeah, they'll always they drop it a hundred bucks, make it thinner, and give yeah. you like twenty more gigs of storage. Throw uh, in a game. <laughs> throw in a game or something. A download yeah. code for a game. So that's where we are right now. We don't know well uh, our gaming future. The good thing about the Xbox is any game you own, you can play on the new system. So I could play NHL 21 on that all the time if I wanted. But see that's the you I guess you just have to buy them, but then you'd have to buy the new system. Well, I'm not going to do that for an extra year anyways. When, not until NHL forces me to, then I will. Well, when is the next uh, Xbox? This year. What? Yeah. I've been, oh, so, I've been so invested in PS, in PS5. Oh, no, man. The new Xbox. It's the one. What's this one called? I think it's called the Xbox Series X. Ooh. ooh, ooh. It looks nice. It's like this tower. It looks cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, but um. I can wait a year. You can wait a year. So this is also coming out uh, for right in time for the holidays. November, yeah. I'm going to guess probably around 600 bucks or something. Yeah, if you can wait a year. Oh, there's a nice looking controller. I think that looks pretty cool. Yeah. Their control I'll, I'll always be. The, the PlayStation, PlayStation <laughs> controller will always be second or third best. Yeah, I, I got I to gotta say, I do like the Xbox controller. Um, I think it, but, rain, it uh, reigns supreme. Yeah, everything. I will give the Sony, though, the D-pad. They got a better D-pad. But 
a lot of games. That's only more for the classic games, the retro, the platform. Well, you know, now well now the D pads are a lot of uh, like nothing to do with the game. Kind of like the peripherals, you know. If you want to, yeah, that's what I mean. Like I only need it like when I download my indie games and I'm playing like old little. You got to jump and platform and all that. Right, right. Yeah, when you're chilling, you want all you want the sticks. Rocket League, you need the sticks. Any shooter, the sticks, all that stuff. It's all about the sticks. Yeah. And I can't, those PlayStation sticks, they're too close together. They're too, you know, I need one a little bit higher. Yeah, a little more ergonomical in your hand. Yeah, you know, because I feel like your left thumb is more for the up-down. Your right thumb is more for the side-to-side, so it kind of makes sense. One being higher than. Hmm. Yeah, no, no it's, 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 it's a good point, Mike. And I think you, <laughs> over above all people, have, 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 are, are, right to, I, uh, are right to say this. You are you a know, gamer. I've, I am a certified. You ha- you have the certificate. They gave you one. I've accomplished things that many men could never dream of doing in certain <laughs> games. In, in certain games. Oh, of in course. In certain games. In certain games, you've achieved things that uh, people spend their life trying to do. Well, that's what I love about the achievements on Xbox. It tells you the percentage of players. Yeah. So if you get a real, it'll say 0.001% in the world have gotten this achievement. Yeah, they, they do have that same thing on PlayStation, <laughs> and it's fun to have those. Because anything nice. campaign-related will always yeah. be everyone's guy, everyone's guy. But then there's that one niche thing. It's ultra yeah. rare. It's really hard. You hard fucking, yeah, let's go. <laughs> I love it, though. I love it. We're gamers. We're gamers on this show. We're I'd gamers. certify and, you as a gamer. And, and stay tuned to the end of, um, you know, the end of the year. Of course, they certainly in the fall and the wintertime. Will I buy a PS5? I don't know. Stick, uh, I don't you may know. have to come back all, and, uh, is, <laughs> and stick Is there around. a pressing game? Like, I don't even think there's any big games right away. Do you just want it just to have it? Um, <laughs> well, the ga- like the um, the games I would buy would be uh, like, well, there's a new, um, fuck, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm so sorry. There's a new Spider-Man game. Uh, is it like a sequel to that one that came out a few it, years it's ago? It's a sequel to that one. Yeah. And that's one. I wish I could play that one. Yeah, that's that's one of the few the PlayStation exclusives that I do. I do wish I had the Spider-Man game. And there is a new uh, there is a new Batman game. I saw that, but it doesn't have Batman. It's like everyone but Batman. Well, yeah. And the last one. Uh, well, uh, we don't I'm not going to say Batman died, but the last one ends with. Yeah. Um, like Alfred and Batman are in Wayne Manor and Wayne Manor blows up. Yeah, I've played it, but I think there's an extra special ending when you like 100% the game that kind of. Oh, really? A, okay. A bit more that he might have survived. Okay, I certainly didn't 100% the game. Those games are fucking hard. It took a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of shit to do. <laughs> I mean, they're both they're both great, fantastic games. They're both on. Uh, they're both on. Um, whatever, what, whatever the word I'm looking for is. They're both on PS4, so. Yeah, no, I got to. Or no, the sorry, remastered. the Spider-Man one is only on PS5, so it's oh, tough. Okay. So the new Spider-Man is only on PS5. Yes, but the Batman okay. is on both. So yeah. I think a lot of them, or at least in some case, like the Xbox. If you buy the Xbox One version and you do get the new system, you get like both versions. Yeah, that that would that would be nice. So we'll yeah. uh, we'll have to see. We'll see, but a good good game talk. 
Good game talk, Mike. See, I knew you would have something to say. I knew you'd have something to fill a little bit yeah. of time. Well, yeah. Once you, once I know you wanted it, I threw something. You out. gave it to me, baby. That's right. Let's move. <laughs> let's move along into the wrestling week. Let's uh, let's get ourselves into a little bit of trivia. Trivia. Play the game. Well, it's time to play the game. Mike, I have three <laughs> questions for you this week. Oh, I've got six for you. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We'll double down. Oh, boy. We'll do the double down. Remember that fad of chicken sandwich? No, I don't think I did. Which restaurant was, which uh, established restaurant KFC. was KFC. Oh, okay. It was, what, it was like 2012, the double down. You don't remember? It was so, like everywhere. What did you do? Did you just like you pay? You just like got twice as much chicken? No, it was like a sandwich, but it was sandwich, but there was no bread. Like the two breads were chicken, and then in the middle of the chicken was like bacon and cheese and sauce. Oh God, no I remember bread. that. Yeah. yeah, it was just a sandwich. Oh my and God. people, because it was so like I think one sandwich was like fourteen hundred calories or something <laughs> crazy. The fat and. People would eat it and be like, oh, my God. I remember I bought one once. I got like halfway through. I'm like, this is You ridiculous. couldn't even finish it. Ridiculous. Jesus but Christ. double down for one uh, for six months. It was a pop culture meme. It was like the ice bucket challenge. Really? People it was just, themselves just, eating a double down. just eat the we're thing. Trying to eat <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're here for trivia. That's right. <laughs> so I'll give you two. You give me one. That's the double down. Yeah, sounds good. So my theme of the week is who did they beat i'm gonna give you some monumental wins and you gotta tell me who the person they beat was okay so who did the undertaker beat to win his first wwf world title to win his first wwf Very world first. title oh my god so, so I gotta this put is a, old I gotta... undertaker this is he he's got the the boots the gloves the purple the gray oh yeah and the big uh <laughs> the wide tie yeah, the tie. This is really old school Undertaker. Okay, so I think I need to th I need to picture where he would have, where he like what year this would have been, right? So he's been around at least like for like thirty years. So oh, yeah. he came in in the early nineties. Okay, so like let's say he came in in like or like you know even possibly earlier, the late eighties even. So let's say let's say he came in in like yeah nineteen ninety. Uh, how long was it until? He won. That's the real question. Um, because early '90s, I still think of, I still think of uh, Hogan. I still think of Macho Man. I still think of Ultimate Warrior. Like, is there a chance that it was one of those three guys? Um, I'm gonna say it might have been one of those three guys. What I mean, God, who would have ta who who could he have taken it off of? Nothing really comes to mind. Uh, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Macho Man, just because I think it fits my logic. Your logic is great. <laughs> uh, you were very close. It was one of those three men. Shit. But it was not Macho Man. It was Hulk Hogan. Believe it or not. I I, and, uh, I cannot believe that. There was some bit of shenanigans. You know, Ric Flair and a chair got involved, but uh, Undertaker did pin the man. He won his first world title. Wow, beating Hulks, beating the Hulkster, that's a huge win. And you know what? To make it even more topical, this was a very rare feat uh, where we did have a pay-per-view, even shorter after, than Payback, because uh, The Undertaker won the belt off Hogan at the Survivor Series, 
But due to controversial finish, uh, the president said we're going to have a rematch on this Tuesday in Texas. So two days later, they already had a pay-per-view set up and they had this title rematch. On a Tuesday? So, Who's going to pay-per-view on a, on a Tuesday. Tuesday? I think it might have been uh, during like American Thanksgiving or something. Like oh, that. okay. Yeah, that it makes lined sense. Lined up nicely, but... Yeah, two pay-per-views in a week, so I just that was one of the reasons I had to throw it in there for that fact. Damn, that's and cool. And also because, yeah. There you go, The Undertaker. The Undertaker. But let's do another one here. Another famous man, one of the most famous of our lifetime in the world of wrestling. Who did Stone Cold Steve Austin defeat for his first WWF world title? Um, okay, I'm going to say that his came a little bit later. His would have come after, like, mid-90s. But I feel like he wouldn't have won for a while. Is there a chance that he won his first, uh... No, because there was that whole thing with Vince McMahon. Ah, yeah, like, nothing's real. nothing really comes, uh... Nothing really comes to mind. Let's say, late, late 90s, or mid to late 90s. Uh... I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say he beat Bret Hart. Bret Hart, uh, close. And once again, you got the era, you got the era. I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm in the time. <laughs> You're in the time. It was the man that lost the title, or the Bret Hart lost the title to Shawn Michaels. <sighs> Shit. Yes, it was. Uh, but yeah, Bret and Stone Cold did have some famous matches. Where, uh, where was the Shawn Michaels Stone Cold match? You remember? WrestleMania 14. 14, okay. That was the main event, yeah. Some say that kicked off the Attitude Era. Why is that? Just Stone Cold winning. Oh, just, just, just him winning, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was enough and to do DX it. And DX was there and all that. But anyways, your turn. Okay. Um, Mike, I have a few uh, payback questions. You know what, I have. A, I, I was in the midst of working on a uh, trivia for this week, and sort of when I realized the way the, sh the timing of the show would be, it's actually pertinent to uh, something which happens on Monday Night Raw. So I, I, you know, I couldn't, I didn't want to do the, the trivia before we hear the big story, so uh, I kind of pivoted. We're going to do some payback trivia. Okay. Okay. Uh, I just have three, I just have three <laughs> little questions for you. That's fine. Uh, question number one. Uh, one wrestler has main evented 83% of the payback pay-per-views. Mike, my question <laughs> for you is, who is it? I would think it would have to be Roman Reigns. Dan-an, dan dan Yeah, that's right. Uh, there's been six of these things, and he's main evented five of them. Uh, yeah, they all, holy geez. They all bleed together pretty big. Yeah, every, every and every single one I was looking. Every single one has like a Roman photo on it. Like every promo has like him <laughs> looking. It's always Roman looking over his shoulder. Yeah. I don't know why he's always looking over his shoulder. I don't know if there's something coming for him. I don't know. I don't know. All right, I got another pair for you. Perfect. So this week on NXT we had a big Iron Man match, but let's talk about the first ever Iron Man match. Who did Shawn Michaels defeat in that first ever Iron Man match in WWE? Um, okay, he had the uh, the Mike the the Shawn Michaels match was the ladder match that he had. So maybe it was like, hmm, I so I I I can remember the match because doesn't it go like longer than sixty minutes? 
Yes. It, it I can remember. It does go to the. It goes zero zero into the end. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Fuck. Like I can. I can. I can. I can. I know <laughs> the lore of the match. Yeah. If you can just picture that super kick, who's taking it? Who's taking the super kick? <laughs> who's oh taking that God. super kick? Um, I'm gonna say same th- mid mid nineties. Um. Okay. So yeah, Taker was before. A couple guys would have been in WCW. I think by that time. Uh, who would have stayed? Who would have stayed? He would have had to beat them. They would have already been champion. Uh, I'm gonna say, um, fuck, fuck. This is so hard. This is so hard. I can picture it happening. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm gonna say early. Yeah, mid '90s. Not one of the WCW guys. I'm gonna say somebody like Owen Hart. Owen Hart. No, I know that tone of voice of yours, Mike. You're saying Owen. I'm saying Owen. Yeah, I don't think he was ever. Uh, I don't think he would ever be. He would ever have been in this match. So I guess by that, Owen Hart. Yeah, it was not Owen. It was his brother, Bret Hart. Bret Hart, yes. Owen was never world champion. He was never in a main event of WrestleMania. He was never in the first Iron Man match. Oh, really? Okay, no, I, d- I didn't know that he was. Uh, That's I d- fair. No, I didn't know he was never champion. And how long did the match? It was, was it like it was just a couple minutes over. Yeah, after the overtime, it was only like a minute and a half. Then we got the sweet chin music, the three count, and the boyhood dream coming true. Wow. And Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Bret Hart. Yeah, uh, but no, yes, these ones are. They are tough. You, you've gotten all of their history, the chronology correct. I'm, yeah, the final, I, I'm in the. the uh, <laughs> I'm in. I'm in the ballpark. Yeah, but I'll give you another one here. This one's more recent than the others, but still, still about ten years now since. Anyway, who did Daniel Bryan defeat to win his first world title? So any world title in the WWE. God, Big I wonder. Little. Now, one of these has to be. One of these has to be a uh, like a like you're gonna you're trying to fake me out on one of them. Maybe <laughs> maybe maybe this is the one you're trying to fake me out on. Now, what you said, world title. This does lead me to believe that it's the big gold belt. Uh, because you would you, you or like uh, whichever one that one was called, uh, like the heavyweight yeah. the heavyweight yeah, championship. Was... That was yeah, world title, world heavyweight title, any of the above, any of the between. God, now this one's uh, a bit yeah, now yeah. this one's a bit different because I can't really picture when he I picture him starting in kind of like a you know, he's in he's around like a two thousand ten type thing. Yeah. I don't think you were fully watching this part of Daniel Bryan's run. Yeah, this would have been a part of the run um that I wasn't too familiar with, but that's okay. Uh who else? I know. Uh, I know him and Sheamus were beefing for a little while. Um, I know. Did him and like CM Punk ever fight? That that doesn't look right in my head. Uh, I'm picture a picture. Whatever it happens, who was the um? He had like a femme fatale alongside him, it, but it wasn't yeah, he, Brie Bella. AJ Lee. Okay, I picture whenever he's she's there too. Whenever he's winning this belt is what I'm picturing in my head. Um, I'm gonna say that he cashed in on Sheamus. Final answer. You, <laughs> once again, you're so close no! on everything. You have the era, you have, he was with AJ, he no! had his manager. He cashed in the money in the bank, but it wasn't on Sheamus, it was on The Big Show. The Big Show. Oh, shit. Yes. 
You know, on a, did, on, on a cash-in. On a cash-in. But then he did go on to feud with Sheamus and lose the title to him right after. So it was all in the same the same time. Or in the same time. God damn. Where did, uh, which, uh, which pay-per-view? Did, did he cash in at a pay-per-view or just kind of doing his pay-per-view, thing? Pay-per-view. I'm going to say it was TLC 2011. Okay. I'm going to say. Which was actually a really good pay-per-view. Well, I'm, I'm sure. Well, we got a cash-in and Daniel Bryan's <laughs> first ever... Uh, yeah. yeah, he he won his title. CM Punk defended his title. He was the champ. So those two as your top two champs was pretty nice. That's awesome. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next question from me here, uh, Mike. This is uh, this is a question because I think um, you know you were you you've watched the paybacks. Uh, yeah, I think I can say I've seen everyone in history. You may have. You may be one of the few people out there who can say that. Uh, <laughs> Um, that that you that you've actually seen uh, every every payback. How does that feel? Yeah. Is that nice to? It's okay for now. <laughs> it's okay for now. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. Let's go back to payback. Let's go back a few years in payback. Let's go back to the very very first payback, um, mm-hmm. which was held in 2013, where the main event was a three stages of hell match between John Cena and Ryback. Mike, my, my question for you is. What were the three stages? Jeez. Oh, hmm. I feel, I know for sure, because they had a couple of different matches that all kind of had a bunch of the same steps. I know at one point there's either a stretcher or an ambulance, I'm pretty sure. That is correct. That is stage three, <laughs> ambulance match. Ambulance match, okay. So that's the finale. So before that, uh, I'm going to say there was a tables match in there, because that's an easy way for John to take a finish. Tables match number two, second stage of hell. We're looking for that very first stage. Um, The first stage. Uh, I hope it's not something dumb, like not a gimmick. <laughs> I, I, I hope it's nothing on a pole. I hope it's no, I mean, like, are they all gimmicks? It's not like a straight singles match. I can't. Uh, that that is correct. They're all a gimmick. They, uh, okay. All three are a gimmick match. All right, so we got two out of three. What's one more gimmick? Let's just go with a false count anywhere. Incorrect on that final one. I don't know how they did the logistics of this. The very first match, uh, or sorry, the very first fall of the Three Stage of Hell match was a lumberjack match. Oh, I guess they just all went to the back. I after. guess they all went to the back <laughs> after. I uh, I didn't look. I didn't check up any like videos or anything of the logistics. But or, but uh, but, <laughs> but or maybe uh, one of Ryback's friends at the time stuck around and helped him put Cena through a table. So, something like that. John Cena won uh, two to one. So you are right, um, yeah. and uh, but yeah, you had, two, you had you got two of those. Yeah, I remembered, I remembered it, but I don't like care to actually remember the match itself. Didn't really have anything that good in it. Apparently, well, yeah, ap- the, apparently not. Yeah, I think the best thing on that pay per view was Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns, if I'm remembering correctly. Straight up Daniel versus Roman. That's a yeah. That that's a, that's a good match in 2013. That's a good match in 2020. That's yeah. a good match anytime, really. It might have been the year after, but, <laughs> but it was. <laughs> one, but one of the ones was when Roman Reigns won the Royal Rumble and he defended his Rumble shot against Brian and he beat Brian. Defended his Rumble shot, so like n- yeah. for n- for nothing. Because of all the backlash, everyone wanted Daniel Bryan. So it's like, all right, I'll put my money on the line. And then he beat him. That's cool. Yeah. It was a great match. 
of course. Two of the great. Uh, but all right, I got two more for you. Two finals. Who did they beat? Mm-hmm. This one, we're moving over to NXT world here. So it's easier to know the complete history of NXT, so we'll see. Okay. So who did Seth Rollins beat to become inaugural NXT champion? Inaugural? Um, yeah, God, so I'm going to say... the finals. I'm going to say there was some kind of tournament. Yeah. Now, who are the first people in NXT? Bo Dallas was there. So he right, was there. so right now he's a hot, he's a hot. <laughs> uh, could have beaten him, just because I know, like, uh, I know that the very early on NXT had guys like like Big E was there. Yeah, um, a lot of the main roster. Uh, anyone else I can kind of put in that Natalia little space? Was Nata- pulling around there. Yeah, not of, that she was in this tournament. Of course, not that she was just in the to tournament. Just give you an idea of the type. Um, God, I'm, I'm think, you know what? I'm going to say, I'm going to say it was one of those two dudes. I'm going to say it was Big E, Big E, but he, he, he was known by his full name then, Langston. (laughs) Yeah, he was known by that, but he was not. Damn it. The man we're looking for. Damn. Because believe it or not, Seth Rollins defeated Jinder Mahal in the finals. (laughs) That was the one that was meant to throw you off. I did not see that coming. <laughs> yeah, that was the uh, like the old gender. Yeah, like the short hair gender. The yeah. no gender Mahal. They, I forget who else was in the tournament, but that's so what's weird. That? That's so weird. Uh, that's so yeah. weird. Yes, gender Mahal. But anyways, let's move on to my final question of the evening. More NXT. Your favorite girl in the world. Let's see how much you know her. (laughs) (laughs) Who did Charlotte Flair defeat to win her first ever NXT Women's title? Now, this is fun because I didn't know that she was NXT Women's title. (laughs) Or, like, I didn't know that she had one that wasn't uh, her defeating Rhea Ripley. So this is fun for a couple reasons. Uh, (laughs) Because I can picture her with the Divas Championship. Yeah, this was before that. Hmm. This one's tough. This one is tough. Okay, well, okay. So I know that the I know the first champion was Paige. I know that. Yeah. So maybe there's a chance she took it off Paige. Huh? That sounds uh (laughs) that sounds like it could be appropriate. Um, It could be. (laughs) <laughs> once again i read the tone once again we'll read the room cameron it could be a good thing i'm gonna say this one i saved one of the harder ones for last this is it's kind of technical but true and you're all right Paige was the first ever nxt women's champion okay and uh the lineage will say that charlotte is the next nxt women's champion ah there was a vacated a uh a vacated uh, whatever it's called type of situation and tr- another <laughs> tournament. Oh my God. So who won this tournament? Who was early NXT? Um, of course the four, of course we would have had Sasha Banks, Bailey, um, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, of course, the four of them. Um, I know Bailey and Sasha would have had those, those matches kind of later. Uh, I can't really picture Be- Becky Lynch in anything. God. Fucking who else? I can't picture like any other women from. I can picture a poster, a poster for a match that is 
Charlotte and Ric Flair versus, uh, like, you know, of course, Ric Flair is standing over her shoulder, kind of, yeah. versus Natalia with Bret Hart standing over her shoulder. Yeah. I can picture this poster. It may have been fan-created. Maybe it was a match that happened. Um, that is a real poster. That's I'll a real that poster. Okay, That was so, the first ever takeover. So it's got to be... Uh, yeah, I'm going to throw her in my little ring of Natalia, Natalia Bailey, Sasha, Becky... Uh, unless it was someone dumb like Alicia Fox or something, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say it's one of those four women. Oh my god! And I've gotten I've gotten every guess wrong. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say Natalia. I'm gonna say it's the very match that I'm thinking of. I'm gonna say you're correct. <laughs> Finally, finally you got, got one it. right. Yes, that was the hard one, but you got it. You knew the poster, the exact Ric Flair was there, Bret Hart was there in Natalia's corner, and uh, Charlotte Flair winning her first ever championship. And that, and that was the main, and that was the main event of that. It takeover? was not the main event, no, but uh, it, was, of course uh, it was. You know, back then they were all main event worthy matches. Okay, I mean okay. they still are pretty good. So, but, so uh, Paige wins it, has to vacate it, right? Because that's because yeah. she got called up, right? Yeah, she came up, she beat AJ Lee for the Divas title, and then instead of, yeah, she just vacated the NXT title. Right, she had to vacate it, and then, okay, that makes sense. So they are, Charlotte is a lineage, like you said, very next. But Lineage, uh, yeah. Those were, yeah, you know, we got to throw some tricky ones in there. But yeah. she's two-time NXT Women's Champion. Two-time. Let's keep, hopefully it's a three-time. Um, <laughs> I have your final payback question for you. All right. This uh, this is taking us all the way back to Payback 2015, um, where Big Match John once again um, made which superstar yell "I quit" when he was held in the STF. Uh, 2015, John Cena. So this was when he was cooling off. He was taking his way out of the main event. Uh, Payback 2015. All right. That would have been WrestleMania 32, I think. So Roman Reigns is facing Triple H. Who is John Cena feuding with that year? He made this man say, I quit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, those, uh, those, those are the clues. Those are the clues. Now you're, you're playing the mind games. Yeah. Hmm, February 2015. <laughs> Take us back to February 2015. Yes. Uh, it was a it was a time of transition. <laughs> um John Cena and he was going over Who was he going over? Let's say Rusev. <laughs> you're saying Rusev, and God damn it, is that the right answer? Rusev, well, you're right. You're, you're, your timing is a little off. This particular payback actually occurred in May. So it would have uh, been post-Mania. Okay. So, uh, so it, you know, a, a few months after Mania 31. That's what was fucking with my head a bit. but I was fucking with my own head, but I found a way to pull it out. Yeah, you found a way, and it was Rusev and Lana, of course. Uh, I think the ma I think the the match ends by uh, he is uh, Rusev is yelling, "I quit," 
in Bulgarian. And then uh, yeah. so Lana, Lana's telling the ref he quits, he quits, he quits. And it was all for John Cena's United States Championship. Yes, during that fantastic run he had with that belt. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, and that was it. And there's your trivia for the week. Always a good time. Always fun. That was that was uh, that was fantastic. Let's keep moving on here with the show, um, because God, the more pay per views we have, the more fallout shows we have to have. I think you can't have a pay per view without a go home and a fallout. So we might as well <laughs> just attack our first fallout. We're talking Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw. <laughs> Yes, we are here, and we're moving right along to the next. We know we already told you, Clash of Champions coming up. So. It's coming up, and every title belt presumably will be on the line. Um, so let's let us tarry no further and and get some number one contenders out of the way. Yeah, so we're gonna have a series of matches where the winners advance to a triple threat later in the evening for a title opportunity against Drew McIntyre at the Clash of Champions. Which is fantastic. No, I don't want to see, you know, a match a week and then we get the result in four weeks. Let's just do it all right now. Yeah, get it done now. Then we got some time to build. And yeah, we'll get there. But uh, Randy Orton comes out. He cuts a promo talking about Drew and kicking him in the skull, fracturing his jaw. And uh, we get a rare comedy bit from Orton as he shows a picture on the screen of all the men he kicked. Just kind of photoshopped in a hospital. Ric Flair's crying. They all look like old men. <laughs> the, the the very, very rare Randy Orton comedy bit. Yeah, he but, doesn't do this kind of shit. But we much. know he's hilarious. Oh, of course. If you if you follow this show, the amount of times he's won that <laughs> Tweet of the Week. Most prestigious title on the show. It, the Tweet of the Week champion is the up, up, down, down champion of this particular, <laughs> of, this, of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, but Keith Lee doesn't think it's funny. So he comes out to interrupt, put Orton in his place, reminding him he beat him last night. So, but as he's berating Orton, Ziggler shows up and attacks Lee because uh, he's his opponent for the first qualifier match. So we get Keith Lee versus Ziggler. Winner advances that match later. So uh, Dolph, he's actually getting some offense early on, but Lee tosses him around a bit, very high in the air. Very high. If, <laughs> if if one person can sell being thrown around, Dolph, this is this is Dolph Ziggler's mo. He's been doing this for yeah. years. He was flying there. He gets the big pounce tackle, sends him flying again, and then eventually hits that spirit bomb to get the win. Uh, so at this point, uh, Keith Lee hasn't used the big bang catastrophe since being called up. So I think it might be uh, gone for now. It, well, yeah, it's one of the two things, right? It's either gone for now, or we're saving it for the best possible time. Yeah, I mean the spirit bomb still looks good. So oh, of, oh yeah, oh, of course. No, it's still, it's still a huge move. Still a huge move. I can't wait till Roman. <laughs> I can't wait till Roman gets to sell it at Survivor Series. <laughs> wow, that means Keith Lee has to be champ. I know a lot of things have to happen for that to happen, but uh, but Keith Lee Roman <laughs> is the match that we need to see again. Well, we'll get there. Yeah, uh, but Adam Pierce is here, and he's talking to security. <laughs> Two weeks because... in a row, Adam Pierce is uh, coming back. He's back, and Retribution's back. Uh, and he says, okay, we don't want them ruining things, boys. So let's lock this down. We'll see. But Oscar uh, comes out. She's got an interview with Charlie, and she says she's ready for anything. So Mickey James comes out, and she wants a piece. But then Natalia and Lana, they come out. So they say, no, Mickey, you're too old. 
But Asuka says, I'll take all three of you. So everyone starts brawling. And then we end up getting Lana versus Mickey James. A rare Lana singles a match. A rare Lana singles match. I haven't seen one of those in, uh, I'm sure it's been a year. I gotta say, she looked pretty, uh, she looked decent here. Her mm. bumping, her selling. She didn't look like she was, uh, I don't know. Yeah, sometimes, I mean, famously, she's known for just being out to lunch. <laughs> yeah, I thought here she was fine. She didn't have to do much. Uh, eventually, she ate the Mick kick and Mickey James pins her. Um, it was weird to uh, kind of force Asuka into this. Uh, well, I guess Asuka's just looking for an opponent. Now that Sasha and Bailey are out of the picture, she needs to find some challengers. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Uh, you know, she is the champion of this belt. Um, with Bianca Belair kind of tied up in her own little thing, it really seems like there is no, you know, number one contender for this Raw Women's Championship. Yeah, Shayna and Nia are doing their thing on the tag division, so, yeah, there's no one... It's weird. No one that seems ready. Yeah, nobody. Nobody is at the top of this division yet. Certainly not uh, a heel at the top of this division. Yeah, so we'll have to see about that. Okay. Uh, but two of the best heels in the division. We go backstage for an interview with the Iconics, and they're talking about their friendship throughout the years. The, they've sacrificed birthdays, Christmases. Also, they could become tag team champions and. Uh, yeah, we know we're not going to let some snot-nosed hooligans destroy everything that we've built because, as we find out, they are facing Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan tonight. The winner gets a tag title shot. The losing team must disband. Ah, oh, fuck. This is terrifying. Why would they do this? Yeah, this, this, is... this, this was like one of the worst pieces of news I heard all night. Yeah. As soon as and, I heard, uh, like, because it's not, it's not going to end well. For either no. of these people. Anyway, yeah, uh, I don't want to see. I don't want to see that. I like. The, I like the one step, the title shot. But oh, of uh, course, title shot. Let give me that. <laughs> but uh, you guys got to break up. Don't give me that. Yeah, that's mean. Uh, I always forget too that Peyton has a lip ring, but I notice it during the promos. I think it's called a Monroe. No, she's got like the the Tom De- DeLong. The, the t- is yeah, it the called ring. a Tom DeLong? Yeah, the one it goes through her lower lip, not the upper. It's like it's not, but it's it's like down. It's like not the lip. It's like the skin. She doesn't always wear it, but it's like a ring, though. Right. right. Uh, doesn't the Moreau go through the top lip? I don't know anymore. I don't. Doesn't matter. Ladies, write in and tell us. Uh, but anyways, we'll get to that later. We got Randy Orton taking on Kevin Owens in the other qualifier match. Uh, but during Kevin's entrance, he gets attacked by Aleister Black, and he just beats the shit out of him, throws him all around. Uh, and then he throws him back into the ring for Randy. But the ref's like, Kevin, no! You can't compete tonight! Kevin! Kevin! <laughs> but Owen says, no! So the ref says, okay, I gotta do it! And he rings the bell. Uh, but Orton, yeah, Kevin takes a few pathetic punches, swinging at the air. Orton hits a quick RKO, gets the win. So he advances to that triple threat. And and, uh, and why can baby faces never work together the same way that the heels do? I think right before the match, we see the Rand Man. He knocked, and he came out of the little Alistair Black room right. down there at the Amway Center. Uh, you know, and definitely gave, hey, if you scratch my back, maybe I'll scratch yours later. Um, baby faces, start, you got to start sticking together, guys. You're so well, disjointed. <laughs> Either way, I'm digging this heel Alistair Black. It's the most character development he's had in a year. At least certainly the most character he's had on the main roster. Least, I mean, yeah, on uh, in NXT, he was fully formed. And now oh, yeah. and then he kind of had, cool. 
with Ricochet, took that odd kind of lateral step, um, yeah. kind of became a more performer than a character. Now we're trying to bring back that character. Yeah, I like it. Loving the eye patch still. Two weeks in a row. It's looking good. Eye patches. It's the coolest thing in professional wrestling in 2020. Just ask, you got, you got the mo- you ask the Mox man. You can ask Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio. You can ask uh, Santana had one for a week. Oh yeah, then the eye for an eye match. <laughs> eye for an eye matches. The by the way, first eye for an eye. <laughs> yeah. we, we're it's uh, funny. We we Someone... had before 2020. We had zero eye for an eye matches, and then suddenly we yeah. just shot up, and now we're 200 percent increase in eye for an eye matches. Someone posted, it might have been like the 2013 payback poster or something, uh, and had Chris Jericho on it. And then like the words in the background, one of them was like retribution. Another one said eye for an eye. And it was like all these things. <laughs> no way. That just came true. Yeah. Just everything coming true. Life yeah. imitating art. Oh, my God. If it said horror show on there, it would have been too much. <laughs> that, would, that, that would have been too much. That would have been it for me. <laughs> I would have been walking away uh, quietly. Yes, but uh, we go back in the ring. MVP, Shelton Benjamin, they're there for the VIP lounge. And it's just they're just there to celebrate. Bobby Lashley, he comes out there. The new U.S. champion, they're insulting Apollo Crews. And uh, they start talking. And Cedric Alexander comes out, who MVP's been trying to recruit for weeks. And he just says, you changed your mind? And Cedric says, hell no. So the Viking Raiders come out. And, uh, yeah, we get a six-man tag. Hurt business for Vikings and Cedric. Nothing really special here, right? Nothing really. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, the uh, Hurt business is established here on Monday Night Raw. Of course, the three members feel very dangerous. Uh, my, my biggest question is, you know, does this trio need a fourth member? Well, they want one. Uh, I, I mean, don't they know. certainly want. Everybody wants another member, you know, become yeah. a larger powerhouse. <laughs> so why not? Uh, well, yeah, you're right. I mean, Cedric, yeah, Cedric's the one here. He's the he avoids or he rolls up MVP, gets a three count, and then after the hurt business, go to attack him, but MVP holds him back and just smiles. So it's like, oh, see. Yeah, you know, I, I would think MVP would want to take that step back roll, uh, so yeah. he's not eating a pin every single time. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, we we can get someone else to do that. Yeah, hey, That's I can have somebody else eat my pin. Uh, <laughs> and maybe I can just stand in the back uh, with my nice suit on. Um, maybe, yeah, maybe I'm, maybe I'm sure. Up. I'm sure MVP is up to something. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think they end up beating him down backstage after, anyways. Uh, yeah, there's always. Uh, I mean, this is the hurt yeah. business. There's going to be some backstage beatdowns. Yeah, but let's go to the next match. We got a lot on the line here. We've got the Living Riot taking on the Iconics. Winner gets title shot. Losers must split up. Oh my god! For no reason. For, for no, no for absolutely reason. no reason. There's no re- and and what just what didn't something just happen where they for like no reason split up a women's tag team, even though we have zero women's tag teams. Yeah, pretty much like every women's tag. It team seems like up every right now. one of them is just getting <laughs> split up. Uh, this is lose lose. Uh, nothing good can come from this. Yeah, so uh, we got a short match, but I liked what they gave me. Liv Morgan's looking good. Ruby Ruby and Billy, they have a good back and forth. They're exchanging reversals, pinfall attempts, until Ruby gets Billy held down for the three. So the Living Riot wins the title shot. The Iconics are no more. They throw a tantrum in the ring. They're pleading with the officials. Over a decade of friendship is gone. Uh, 
and uh, oh yeah because of course because they're not allowed to be friends anymore right that was part of the uh like winner gets a number one contendership and uh loser aren't allowed to talk to each other and have to change phone numbers yeah and uh after the show i saw uh WWE Network exclusive interview with the Iconics backstage. Okay, right good. What match. uh, what uh, what happened? What <laughs> happened right after the match there? So uh, this was yeah some shoot stuff here. They're pouring their hearts out. They're getting all emotional. Uh, you know, this is the first time they're gonna have to show up to Raw next week, knowing that they're not gonna be together, not gonna be tag teaming. And the funniest part, as they're in the middle of speaking, someone is making their entrance, and the pyro just goes off. There's this big boom, and it like just scares the shit out of both of them. And then Billy, quick-witted Billy, just like, oh, my gosh, we're trying to have a moment here. (laughs) (laughs) Classic Billy Kay squawking around uh, for everybody. Yeah. But uh, but then, yeah, they just, you know, a little bit more. They say, you know, we're alone now, but that's scary. But that's life. Everyone goes through changes of growth and times when you got to evolve. And we're at that point. So it's scary. It's sad. But we both know we can achieve anything. And... If we can't support each other out there, we're always going to have each other's backs a thousand percent back here. And uh, yeah, even if the world doesn't see the Iconics anymore, they're always going to live on because that's who we are. So it was a nice little promo from Billy. And uh, so now now I can only assume this this is there. There will uh, a Peyton Royce push is what's coming. Yeah, I've heard some rumors that Vince. Vincent is very high on Peyton right now, and uh, you know she is a bit more talented of the two in ring. But I think Certainly. you know Billy has the the better character. I I I, I do agree. I do like Billy Kay. <laughs> I do like and, Billy you know, Kay. They better. both they just complimentary each other well in that sense. Uh, you know why why if you're gonna why split them up if if you could still have Peyton go solo and have Billy in her corner helping her out. Exactly. The split up didn't necessarily. I mean, you look look at the, look at Big E over on SmackDown. You know, we didn't have to break up the New Day for him and, and <laughs> Kofi did the same thing. You don't have to yeah. break up the New Day for the singles run. Um Mike, I mean, we just asked ourselves the question, you know, Oscar being thrown into this odd story with Lana and whomever a couple matches before, missing a top heel on the brand is Peyton Royce possibly a Clash of Champions uh challenger. Hey, you know, I'd take it. I mean, sudden, but I take it. I guess. I, I, still... I guess they're raw people. This is what we can kind of assume now. Um, yeah. They're not a SmackDown crew. They're a raw crew. Uh, Peyton Royce has the potential to be a top female uh, heel in this company. Why not? Why not take on Oscar? Yeah, we'll see where they go. We will. Uh, but yeah, that video it was very nice. I'll have to, ch- I'll have to check it out. <laughs> go out. Go to WWE socials, social medias. Yeah. The very they close it with a tender. Billy Kay's like, "I'm gonna miss you." And then Peyton goes, "Don't say that." And Billy's like, "But I will." <laughs> they had a real <laughs> like, they they had a real like but Frodo Samwise <laughs> Gamgee thing <laughs> at the end yeah. there. <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, but then we go back to the real show. Shane McMahon's talking to the bouncer. I think the first time we actually get to hear him talk. Yeah, the Steve bouncer is now that. a character. The raw underground bouncer. Um, yeah. I like to picture that this guy is like his job is to co- be constantly standing by this door like not yeah. just between 8 and 11 on monday nights like no i like <laughs> to think that raw underground is is like a f- it's constantly going down and this guy is always standing there yeah maybe they rent it out for other things when or maybe he's got a side hustle going on but maybe, the people don't maybe know yeah about. maybe he does like zumba classes in the day uh <laughs> raw underground at night <laughs> 
I was thinking something more sketchy, but Zumba's not. <laughs> I think I, it's the perfect space for, uh, you know, some Pilates. Yeah. And no one's going to question him if Vince McMahon walks up like, what's going on in here? Like, what? We're training. He's like, oh. He's like okay. Yeah. <laughs> Eight foot tall. Yeah, uh, he's eight feet tall. Vince isn't gonna fuck with you. <laughs> They'll give him a name eventually, I think. Yeah, he's not well, a ninja anymore. He's not I a ninja, an so he's he's been upgraded. He's now a second character. Yeah. Um, which is kind of like if you know you check out like an actor's IMDb and they've been on, um, uh, like multiple episodes of Law and Order playing different characters. Yeah. You know, he's it's, a recurring character. He's a re- he is a he's a different recurring character on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. He's like uh, in Seinfeld. They always have the same lady working at the coffee shop. Always, yeah, always the same one behind the till there. Yeah, and then eventually she got uh, she got into an episode with George drawing the lips on the bill. Lips on the bill, and then she's in the horse, and we gets think her big break. Yeah, we think George. That's all we he think needs. George is insane, or like his uh, <laughs> his childhood friend thinks George is insane. It's Lloyd all- Braun. Oh yeah, because Lloyd was a- Braun uh, was yeah, the whole reason why it's a. It was a great, great, good show. Great, good show, good show. We should have one episode of the show that's just devoted to Seinfeld. Oh, of course. We could do a whole series. Maybe just we'll kind of start S1, E1, and just kind of go from there. Yeah. (laughs) I think it works. I could do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Seth Rollins comes out. He gets on that mic. He's confronting Murphy for kicking him in the head and being the one to get pinned at payback when... uh, but, you know, he can't have mistakes like that because he's got a title opportunity on the line tonight. So I don't want you screwing it up. So get the hell out of here. So Murphy leaves reluctantly like a scolded dog. But with, his, when he's with, at, with his ginger tail between his legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, when he's at the top of the ramp, Dominic comes running out, attacks him from behind. And then he comes running down to the ring because Dominic's got a match. We've got Dominic taking on Seth Rollins for this final spot. Dominic again? Yeah, so here's the news. It was supposed to be Ray, but uh, he legit got injured in the match the night before. A triceps tear. Oh, no. What? Yeah. What's up with all these uh, people tearing their triceps? I've never torn my tricep in my life. You're not uh, well, yeah, I know I'm not. <laughs> I'm not 45 <laughs> in wrestling, Mike. We know that. You don't have to tell me that. <laughs> um, well, that's uh, that's some terrible news, but I guess because of that, Dominic is getting this uh, kind of quick chance. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we don't know. We'll see how Ray does. But, uh, anyways, another big match for Dominic. Uh, and he's looking good again. You know, they're going back and forth. We see a standing moonsault from Dom, which I don't think we've seen from him yet. We so. haven't. And he's a pretty big guy. Like, he, yeah, he, like he, he's, he, fe- he, fe- I mean, he, he plays on camera like he's six feet tall. Yeah, and he's like, he's not skinny. He's not fat. He's like, I don't know. He's still like a kid. <laughs> he's yeah, still kind of like wor- little, working into that pump. body of his. He's got that <laughs> yeah, little exactly. ba- baby fat is what it's called. Yeah. yeah. Eventually he's going to be like Roman Reigns. Oh, hopefully. <laughs> just just uh, Samoan tattoos. <laughs> Long. He's already got the one arm looks a little We uh, As soon as we start growing out <laughs> Dominic Mysterio's hair, I think we're pretty much set. We just needed it to get longer, greasier, and then yeah. we'll give him Roman's old theme presuming that he moves over to a heel theme uh it'll be perfect he'll be the new roman we'll see then we can start uh, booing him <laughs> uh well later on dominic hits a 619 he goes for the frog splash but rollins avoids it hits the curb stomps gets the win so the final spot 
as the Mysterio family watches backstage with concern. Yeah, it was funny. I guess like it looks like a sister, his mom who's back, his mom who yeah. was at I, SummerSlam, I, and now she's returned. I hope every week they add a new member. So <laughs> yeah, like, eventually it's just this whole, it's just, just like a duh, just like a traveling shanty town. <laughs> a traveling shanty town of Mysterios. And yeah. uh, every- Cousins, uncles, oh, nephews. I, I, hope, I hope to see everybody there. A gran- Maybe like a grandpa <laughs> at one point with a cane. Chavo Guerrero will show up. Hopefully. Hopefully the entire Guerrero family will be there. Um, well, those that can. Well, those who are allowed to be there. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, like we said, Dominic continues to just kind of overachieve in all these performances, right? Just to see somebody, like we said before, skipping over NXT, coming to the main roster. Uh, I mean, even with the Rey Mysterio injury, maybe maybe Rey was set to win, but Seth going over is 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 the right choice. Yeah, but uh, I wonder, do you think Dominic just stays around as a permanent, he's just part of the main roster now? Yeah, this was like what I was wondering too, because, I mean, personally, I, I think the better option would be for him to go to NXT. Yeah, he can kind of, you know, maybe mess around in that cruiserweight division or whatever. And, well, I think, and learning, I think, is his biggest step right now, and uh, what better place to learn like what a better what a better group of pros that are in NXT right now. Yeah, um, yeah, because he has as good as his matches have been, he has been in there with some of the best. So exactly right. <laughs> He's been he was in the ring with Seth Rollins. Therefore, I mean, you're going to have a good match because Seth Rollins is one of the best in the business right now. Um, I think the right move could be bring him down. Maybe you know, I mean, certainly less time on the main roster. His or at least his time with. His time with Seth Rollins may have may have reached its end. Yeah, like I don't think, yeah, full time main roster. I don't think there's enough for him right now. He's still, but yeah, he's not there yet. Seth, Roll- he's, he's good. Seth he's Rollins, Seth Rollins, Murphy. Yeah, that's that's now, a that's, now that's the match <laughs> that uh, someone's getting spiked on their head. Oh, I, I have a big. <laughs> Yeah, Murphy's one of the best at fucking taking a DDT. Oh, he can, and and also probably good at giving them. You know, that little, like, you know, that little spinning Rana DDT or uh, something like that. And I'd love to, I'd love to see Murphy and Seth with like a 22 minute long match. You know, that time. Give them time. (laughs) I'd be down. Yeah. Uh, But what else is down? We're going underground, back to Raw Underground, where the real deal, Titus O'Neil, is here. We haven't seen him since he hosted the second half of WrestleMania. I don't think. I don't. Uh, I don't even remember that. <laughs> <laughs> After Gronk ran away. Uh, anyways, Titus O'Neil he quickly beats up these two men, but then Riddick Moss shows up. Riddick Moss. Yeah, he's uh, he's had a couple appearances here. They have a good little battle. They fight into the crowd, back into the ring. Moss kicks him in the balls and gets some big punches to the head to knock out Titus. God, what a what a weird place this Raw Underground has become. Um, which once was a, a land of opportunity filled with uh, strippers and porno music is now uh, the home for such standouts as Titus O'Neil and Riddick Moss. <laughs> yeah, but we'll have more later. But uh, in the meantime, we get some footage from earlier in the day where Tozawa arrives at the arena. Security stops him, rips off the uniform, revealing the ref shirt. R-Truth rolls him up for the three to win back to 24-7. I wonder how many 24-7 title changes have not been the result of a roll-up. 
because uh, it certainly seems like there's way more. And you know, of course, like we were saying last week, the roll-up, the deadliest move in sports entertainment. Uh, it only makes sense that it would tra- that it would uh, be used so often within these twenty-four-seven titles. Yeah, I'm gonna say like. 93%. I'm going to say it's a pretty goddamn high percentage. Yeah. But I'll be honest, I don't want to go look back at all 127, oh, hell no. 127 <laughs> different title reigns at this point. No. But I will, I always make a point that we have not missed a reign on this show. Of course not. We're we're going to continue <laughs> to cover everything 24-7 until the powers that be remove the belt from existence. Yeah. Once it just fizzles out and they forget about it. Event- and it's going to have to happen eventually. Oh, yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, we got Street Profits taking on Angel Garza and Andrade. But this time it's a tornado tag match. Well, that's, oh, we haven't seen a tornado tag in uh, a long, long time. It feels like. While, or at least yeah. here on WWE. I think we see it every single Wednesday on AEW. Well, yeah. Whether they like it or not. JR hates it. when They, <laughs> they, but, have, they uh, have different rules. over. They have, diff- they have different rules over there. Yeah. But uh, unfortunately, we don't get to see too much because uh, the lights start to flicker and Angel Garza just says, I'm out of here. He runs off to escort his blonde friend, Demi. Who is? Yeah, her name's Demi Burnett. Who yeah, the so hell think, is this woman? So I finally found out. I believe she was on. She was either a contestant or she was the bachelor, the bachelorette, one of those things. Okay. She's someone, but that's like. An E-level celebrity. Well, yeah, I think that would mean that she was on The Bachelor because... I don't know if she was the... Yeah, either she was a contestant or she was the one that was trying to be wooed. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to say she wasn't The Bachelorette just because I don't think they... That's too big a name. That's too big. I know, I, I know, I know, <laughs> I don't know a single name of a Bachelorette, but I'm going to say yeah. that that's too big of a title for this. Okay. Well, apparently that's who she is. And but, and is uh, that it? Is um, uh, is she a professional wrestler? Is she? I don't uh, know what her tie. I don't know. Maybe she's they're just like, hey, she's good looking. So, like somebody happened to know her. Um, this that uh, weird, <laughs> very weird. But anyways, Garza he abandons the match so he can save his blonde friend, run off with her. So Andrade's left alone. Uh, with Street Profits Retribution appear, they surround the ring, and then they just get in and beat all three of the men down. Uh, well, the other half of Retribution surrounds Vega, and they attack her. So everyone's fucked up, and Retribution runs off. Yeah, um, like we just said earlier on, of course, we didn't have any Retribution at Payback. We're, we are getting dangerously close to this repetition element. And this, again, and tonight it just sort of felt like that. Yeah, we're... Uh... Yeah, we need the big reveal very soon. We need the big reveal also to uh, confirm who we think has been are, are the members of Retribution. Yeah, so there was some more still photos circulating online this week. Uh, so, I mean, Dijakovic is pretty much locked at this point. Mia Yim has been spotted again, so it seems like she's in there. Uh, one of the interesting ones someone noted this week was Mercedes Martinez was amongst the group. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, Which okay. Is, uh, okay. You know, because she's mid-feud with, uh, I mean, she's got the Robert Stone brand going. She's <laughs> she's the height of the Robert Stone brand. I mean, last week yeah. we were talking about, uh, I think, Tony Storm was a name that came up, Dio Madden. Yeah, so uh, we just need, we need some faces soon. And, 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 well, and also out of all <laughs> these people... Who will be the leader of Retribution? I mean, or you know, I mean, they are a group that has no leader, but certainly somebody needs to be the mouthpiece for whatever the fuck they're trying to achieve. Yeah, and none of those people are really. None of them are really mouthpieces, so it's it'll it'll it'll, it'll be interesting to see just what comes of this. 
We'll see. I guess Dio Madden used to be on commentary. I mean, I did, fun. but you know, do we know him? But he was like a yeah. He was on commentary uh, for like a month, and then he got f five yeah, out of Brock existence. Brock Lesnar killed him. <laughs> Remember when Raw came with like the new set, and then like yeah. two day, like two weeks Prince into of it, Man's like I hate it. <laughs> two weeks into it, Dio Madden's fucking gone. Yeah, well, at least Brock Lesnar f five him through a table. At least, like that, that is the way to go. Yeah, have Brock uh, Lesnar f five you. But let's go back to Raw Underground. Iconics are here. Ooh. Never thought I'd see them in our underground. And they're looking very sad and glum. And Shane says, hey, cheer up. Watch the show. Have some fun. <laughs> so <laughs> Thanks, Shane. Thanks, sweaty Shane. Shane looking as sweaty yeah. as ever, by the Instantly, way. Instantly, he's got a hot drip going. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the second he walks into that room, like you think that you think at this point he would just start wearing shorts and a T-shirt. Like yeah, do everything. No, he's he, always wearing like a sweater. He's always wearing, yeah, like thick jeans, a shirt, and then a jacket. A sweater over top. Yeah, it's then, bizarre. This this guy uh, is weird. It is weird. But uh we got Jessamine Duke here to take on Avery Taylor. And Duke just destroys her. Then Mar- Marina Shafir gets in to take on some woman, taps her out. So Shane says, Anyone else want a piece? And then Peyton tosses Billy Kay into the ring. And she just goes, Peyton, what are you doing? I don't want to be in here. You gotta be joking me. <laughs> so Billy pleads, but she gets knocked out with a big kick to the head. You do so a that you seals do a, you do a pretty good uh, Billy Kay there. I gotta say, <laughs> thank you. But that seals it. Peyton turned on Billy, so uh, I guess it looks like we are getting that solo heel Peyton. Yeah, now they're not allowed to be friends anymore. No, well, uh, yeah, Billy Kay though. I hope they don't just get rid of her because she's too good too funny yeah she's too funny to not be on tv but not good enough that she should be winning matches she's in this very odd position as a professional wrestler yeah (laughs) that's true uh but after the break we get some more raw underground as the hurt business make their way out shelton benjamin takes on apollo cruz and they're having a good little fight spills outside the ring back in hurt business just start pounding so uh, Cedric and Ricochet, they jump in. It's chaos everywhere. But the Hurt Business never loses in Raw Underground. They just they stand tall once again. I mean, it does seem to be their hood. Yeah, they just come there every week and just beat up people and never lose. Yeah, we do need... So, you know, the Hurt Business we've been building up, they are unstoppable. What we're, what we're yet to see from Raw Underground is like an established star. Uh, just even make an appearance and show up, right? I mean, of course, you know, I mean, the Hurt Business aside, they have a different sort of gimmick about them. They're all coming and they're all wrecking the show. I'm I'm talking about a, like a Randy Orton type. Someone bigger than Ziggler? Yeah, someone bigger than Ziggler, someone to really, like, legitimize Raw Underground in that same kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. If Brock Lesnar were to randomly show up. That would be huge. Oh, man, it would be huge ratings. In that third, in <laughs> that third insane. remember the ed- the third edgy hour of Raw? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the week and a half. <laughs> it was the edgiest week of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we go backstage. Angel Garza still trying to run away with Demi to get her somewhere safe, but then he comes across Retribution. They come busting in, beating up some security guards, so Garza just runs off, leaving her all alone. So I guess we'll see more of her. We'll probably see more. I mean, it seems like this woman's not going away. I don't know. Uh, But let's go to the main event, triple threat match. Winner faces Drew McIntyre at Clash of Champions. We got Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, Keith Lee here, and the two heels, Orton and Rollins, sat to work together against the bigger Lee, and uh, they just beat him all around outside the ring. 
And at one point, the ref yells at them to get back in the ring, and Seth just tells them, Hold your horses! Which I haven't heard. That old Hold song. your horses! Well, he's a messiah. A you know, he's not going to be dropping uh, <laughs> cuss words or anything like that. Yeah, I like it. Uh, but this alliance can't last. Orton attacks Seth. He hits a big draping DDT, so they're all going back and forth. Keith Lee hits some big pounce move, sends him flying. Uh, but eventually he comes down to Rollins and Lee in the ring. Seth goes for the curb stomp, but Lee catches him, hits the spirit bomb. Uh, but then Orton just comes running in, RKO's Lee, takes him out, and then steals the pin on Rollins for the three. So Randy will get another shot at Drew. And, yeah, this was a fun match. There's one bit where I think, like, Seth and Randy are arguing outside the ring, and then Keith Lee's inside the ring. He just sort of grabs Seth by the hair, pulls him up. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, and certainly, I mean, the talent in this ring was outstanding. Uh, yeah, one thing match. to say the you know one thing to say the least of course Seth Rollins and Randy Orton are among the best in the business and Keith Lee just kind of proved to us I mean especially over the last week that not only can he hang with the best people in the business but he can be one of the best in the business. Yeah, he's main eventing already in this. Main event. eventing already, and of course, and just Randy Orton taking advantage of every little small opportunity um, that he had. The right man went over. It's you know, it's not quite Keith Lee time. Keith Lee's no, time. No, it's too early for him to be. Yeah, too too much too soon. That would be. But uh, they still protect him by not having him eat the pin. Mm -hmm. And. You know, at SummerSlam, we were we were ready for Orton to win the title, so maybe they'll just do it at Clash of Champions. And, yeah, and I think the the Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, of course, Drew McIntyre wasn't on television this week because he has a fractured jaw line or something, yeah. whatever you said. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, he is, still, he is still our top heel on Raw. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So that's that. We'll figure, we'll fill in the rest of Clash of Champions in the following weeks. Yeah, in the following weeks, of course. I mean, I guess we do have a little bit of time to build up to that. So uh, looking forward to see what we can put together. Indeed. But <coughs> let's hop over to Tuesday night because it's uh, NXT Super Tuesday. That's what they're calling it. Part one. NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's some good wrestling. So NXT, watch and see. Gotta tap out a count out of one, two, three. So remember when SmackDown was on Tuesdays? It feels like forever. If ago, that honestly feels like an entire fucking eternity ago. The house it hasn't even a, been a year though. Can you believe the it? house that AJ Styles built? Yeah, that was only like <laughs> it was October was when they made the switch. Yeah, I think the big debut on Fox and. The killing of Kofi Kingston. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The killing of Kofi Kingston. Dio Madden, like we just said. Uh, <laughs> what else was happening? Um, the Rock think, was there. <laughs> yeah. There was a couple. The Undertaker was probably there. The Rock and Becky Lynch beat up Baron Corbin, which was a lot of fun. But, yeah, let's get to this NXT. It's Super Tuesday, uh, trademarked most likely by the WWE. Um, we yeah, we know we have this fatal four way, this Iron Man match coming up at the end of the night, but we know that's going to be our main event. So let's kick off the show. Uh, we actually kick off the show with some tag team action, six man tag. Six man tag: Legato de Fantasma versus Brizongo and Isaiah Swerve Scott. And uh, I don't think they mentioned it on the show, but uh, the news has been told that Mauro Ronaldo has officially parted ways with WWE. Uh. On mutual terms, like, I think they're just, you know, no hard feelings. He wants to go focus on other things 
his own health, his family's health, back in Canada. I think he just wants to be closer to home. Is he Canadian? Yeah, he's a good Canadian. Oh guy. my God, I did. I, I make. I love him even more now. <laughs> yeah, he's a homegrown good fella. Uh, so perhaps Wade Barrett, who is back again, seems like uh, he may be a permanent. Well, of course fixture. we and a permanent fixture. Nothing can truly replace Mauro Ranello. No, never. One of the greats of the business. Nothing of all time. And you know when we get our live crowds back. Um, of course, we're gonna be get we're the crowd's gonna be giving us the Mamma Mia's. Yeah, uh, and he's not retired. Like you know, he could still show up and do things here or there. And you're entire you're entirely yeah. right. Yeah, I could see him calling that Mike Tyson fight in a couple weeks. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. He's he uh, he's heavily involved in the boxing world and possibly yeah. uh, you know in the Bellator MMA, possibly leaving his commitments over at uh um over at wwe who knows it'll be might be easier for him to happen indeed uh but we do have that six tag six man tag match here it was no dq no count out so we got chairs trash cans ladders tables fire extinguisher we get the ring filled with that thing uh and there was one actually cool spot where breeze was like hung upside down on the turnbuckle inside a trash can and then legato just gave him like a triple trash compactor drop kick yeah that, was, yeah, that was a fun spot. Yeah, but uh, mid-match, Imperium come out to attack Breeze Ongo, and then the five men just surround Breeze in the ring. But then Fandango and Swerve show up on a forklift somehow. Where did they get a forklift? I, I Full Sail apparently is uh, stocked with some forklifts. It just silently appeared. there, So they're up. They're extra elevated, like two feet higher than the top turnbuckle. Uh, and they just do this big dive off that onto the crowd of men. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, eventually Swerve hits this cool move on Escobar and gets a three count. It's rare that an NXT show starts off this hot. Yeah, that was a hot match. He had weapons. He had the big spot off the, the forklift. It was great. And from from bell to bell, of course, you know, Imperium's interference, uh, yeah, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit messy there. But um, uh, you know, Swerve lost to Escobar last week. Uh, and I think you know their position at the top of the cruiserweight division. Uh, their this this conversation is certainly not over. No, and you know Breezanko picked up another win, so a nice little push they've had the past few weeks. Well, they are the champs; they should be getting pushed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then we get women's action: Candice LeRae taking on Casey Catanzaro, who it's always nice to see. But uh, you know the poison pixie is too much for her. As Candace ends up locking in this uh, cool submission, which she just turns into a vicious curb stomp, stomps her face right in the floor, gets the Larray gets the win. Yeah, that was a big one. Yeah. Uh, and then backstage, we get promos from Rhea Ripley and Mercedes Martinez. Uh, Rhea challenges her to a steel cage match next week, and Mercedes accepts. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Very rare that we get the non-pay-per-view big stip, and it'll be a lot of fun to see uh, an NXT, a cage match in this confined full-sale space. Yeah, I don't think we've we've had ladder matches. I don't think we've had a cage match we have yet, not. So. We have not had that yet. And, yeah, not even that many cage matches in general in NXT. So it just, it'll be it just doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> But up next, we got your boy, Timothy Thatcher, here yes. to take on Bronson Reed. And, yeah, it's just a cool matchup. Reed hits a big suicide dive. But then behind the ref's back, Austin Theory comes running out, attacks Bronson, throws him back in the ring. And Thatcher uses his grappling to 
just out wrestle Reed and get in that Fujiwara armbar, and Thatcher gets the submission win. Um, so Austin Theory return. I guess this is two weeks in a row now. Yeah, so he's back on NXT. I guess he's healing it up here. You know, possibly a little bit lower exposure than that of Monday Night Raw, and certainly the Monday Night Messiah story does not need Austin Theory to come back. No, he didn't really. Yeah, too much. I mean, at least he can say he wrestled on a WrestleMania. And um, and these were two guys who wore. Yeah, he can say that. Uh, those were <laughs> these are two guys who were just in this um, this ladder match, this North American ladder match. No, he wasn't. Thatchman wasn't Thatcher there. Thatcher wasn't. My bad. My power. bad. Um, but I still think these guys are surrounding that picture of this North yeah. American title. Yeah, the North American title division right now is looking very good. Yeah. We got we got uh, we got grimy, we got Thatch. Uh, that's my wrestle. That's my Mania thirty six <laughs> uh, headliner, our main event. Um, that's about that. Well, speaking of main event, that's what it's time for. We got the Fatal Four Way Iron Man match for the vacant NXT Championship. Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole, Finn Balor, Tommaso Ciampa. First ever four-way Iron Man match, and the first sixty-minute Iron Man match in over a decade. Wow! Can you, I, you can believe? I can't believe it. No, I remember we had that <laughs> Iron Man match. I think it was Ziggler. Yeah, Rollins. Thirty-minute where everyone was counting down each like yeah, ten seconds. Yeah, the crowd seconds. fucked and the crowd was dumb. And then since then, this this Iron Man match also, I gotta say, they uh, like faded in and out the the clock. Yeah, the clock fades in and out as the match go on. Um, you know, all four men just kind of having their moments here and there, but we pass 20 minutes go by. We still have no falls until uh, Gargano and Finn. They have a good sequence. Finn hits the 1916, but Johnny kicks out. Uh, so Balor tries to hit the coup de gras, but uh, he hit uh, he hit a coup de gras. <laughs> I know that. Yeah, well, I don't know. I got mixed up in my things here. Uh, Beth Phoenix, I think at one point, she stole a line from Nigel, mentioning the lactic acids building up. Oh, really? Ooh, the lactic acid are my, <laughs> my personal most exciting part about the uh, <laughs> about the wrestling match. But, uh, yes, as we said, Finn Balor, he starts running. He starts going on a roll, beating all three men around, throwing them into barricades. He gets Cole alone in the ring, and he hits the coup de gras. So Finn Balor gets the first fall of the match 26 minutes in. That's a long time. Uh, it's a long time, but we still got half to go. So a bit later, Ciampa, he's alone with Balor. He hits the Willow's Bell DDT, followed by the fairy tale ending. But then Gargano runs in, tosses Ciampa out, steals the pin. So Johnny's got a point. He's on the board. The but soon after that, Adam Cole starts running wild. Um, he hits Gargano with Panama Sunrise to get his first fall. So we got three men tied at one. And then right after Ciampa, he hits another... Uh, Willow's Bell DDT gives Cole the fairy tale ending, gets the three count. So all four men tied at one. 22 minutes left. Uh, uh, yeah, and then just a lot more. You know, Finn's looking good. Ciampa's taking a beating. Under 10 minutes, we're still tied. Uh, we finally get down to the one minute mark. Still tied. One apiece. Ciampa and Gargano, they're in the ring. They fight up to the top rope. Ciampa hits an air raid off the top rope, and then right after, Balor comes flying in with the coup de gras onto Ciampa, gets a three count. So with 20 seconds left, Balor is up two to one. Ten seconds left, Cole comes flying in with the last shot, and he's struggling to roll Finn over as time's running out. The ref makes the three count. 
right as time expires. Right the says the as time counts. expires. Like, right. He rushed his count a little bit. You can see it in the replay. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, but he made the clock, I, I, I guess. I think on the camera side, there must have been a clock. Yeah. <laughs> they must have had an idea of when to do this because the way that Adam, Adam Cole can't push over Finn Balor's kind of yeah. like lifeless body. You know, he's been working so hard this entire match and he barely got him rushed over and the ref kind of had to do a quick to make it happen <laughs> uh, for the 2-2 two, two tie between Finn Balor and Adam Cole. Yeah, so you know, right at the end there, I thought Finn had it. I thought, I thought Finn. I thought roll. Finn had it. I thought he fucking had it. Yeah, and that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. But uh, you know, so we got a tie. We can't have this. William Regal comes down to the ring. He says, "All right, here's what we're gonna do. Next week on NXT Super Tuesday Part Two, it'll be you two one on one, one fall to a finish. Winner is your NXT champion." So. Uh, I guess, yeah. We'll have to stretch this out one more week. We got to stretch it out one more week. You know, I got to say, going one full hour only to set up a second match is a pretty bold move. That is a, a bold pretty move. <laughs> bold move by the WWE, um, you know, and Trips yeah. and uh, Matt Bloom and Shawn Michaels back there. However, it, you know, it does make sense with this second Super Tuesday coming up this coming week. Uh, it's NXT will also be on Tuesday. Um, so that also makes sense. Uh, Balor and Cole, they, you know, I think they're the right people. They're the right guys to have. It's a fresher angle to have for this match. Um, they gave us the two suites somewhere in the middle. Um, Adam yeah. Cole and Johnny Gargano did this one spot that I love, but nobody ever does. Nobody on the main rosters ever do this. It's the double super kick. Like, they oh, both yeah, get they each both. other in the back of the head <laughs> at the exact same time, and they both drop. Yeah. It's it's one of my favorite spots that you just never see too often. Um, I was really disappointed with the amount of commercial. I mean, fuck, it was an hour long, but I, I guess it was the... Uh, yeah, there was... I mean, it was, at the very least, picture in picture, but... It felt like... The, yeah, it felt like there were the same amount of commercials as there would have been, but I was like, really, guys? Like, you know, Snickers couldn't, pay, couldn't have paid for one of these commercials? No, or, yeah, they could have done more. Front loaded the show a bit more, but and and that's what uh, it is. And you know, because I'm watching the picture in picture, knowing that there's not going to be a fall. Yeah, but I, exactly. you're kind of like, oh fuck, I gotta watch it anyways. And um, you know, the the and the, and the main event had a lot to live up to. The action certainly delivered in a lot of moments. Uh, it, an hour is a lot of uh, a lot of time to fill. You know, with all those fucking commercial breaks. Um, yeah. You know, I uh, just hope they do the right thing and uh, let Balor win next week. I think Balor's got to walk away with this thing too. I mean, it's the it's the fr it's the freshest option, and for a performer to come back after six, five years on the main roster, to come back and reclaim his championship, becoming one of three two-time NXT champions. I mean, that's uh, that's something to talk about. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's what I. I'm ready for it. Yeah, I'm ready for it. That'll be next Tuesday. That's how we finish off this week's NXT. Yeah, no uh, yeah, no takeovers or anything for Insight. No takeovers or anything Insight. <laughs> However, this Saturday on the 5th, there is a pay-per-view we need to talk about. It's all out. Um, let's just uh, let's just cover let's just cover up that card as we see it right now. Mike, do you have the card in front of you? I do. So, uh, why why don't you book this one for me? All right, so apparently uh, we're going to have a pre-show match. Uh, it's kind of unfortunate that this is on the pre-show because her big return, Britt Baker, is taking on Big Swole 
This is a pre. It's a pre-show match. Apparently, I'm just reading this now. This sucks. But, uh, yeah, it's gonna be a tooth and nail match. Whatever that means. They have to fight. Guess, they have to uh, fight tooth and nail. I have no clue what this means. I guess Dynamite aired tonight, and we haven't seen it yet, so we'll probably find out. Oh, it's Wednesday. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's airing right now. Okay, so, well, slight spoiler. We'll find out what exactly something that is. happened between Britt Baker and Big Swole involving teeth and nails, possibly. Reb, uh, Reba was also there. <laughs> I'm sure getting yelled at. Um, that'll be our yeah. pre-show match. Too bad. Yeah. So we'll see. Too bad. Yeah. Uh, but let's move on to the main card. We got Matt Hardy taking on Sammy Guevara in a broken rules match. Which I have been led to believe is uh, basically a last man standing match. Okay. Well, <laughs> which so I have been led to believe. Yeah, yeah, it certainly doesn't sound like the rules are that of the broken universe. <laughs> yeah, but uh, there is an extra step where if Matt Hardy loses, he must leave AEW. Now, that's a weird step for a guy who just joined AEW. Um, yeah, yeah, so I can only yeah. presume Matt Hardy has to go over on this one. Or it could just be a way for him to become another character. Oh, yeah, like Matt Hardy leaves AEW, but... But Damascus is... Yeah, somebody else returns. That's a good point. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Sammy Guevara doesn't win too often, and, you know, and we've we've been saying this the whole time. He's young. He'll get his chance. We say the same thing about uh, Jungle Boy, but the the losses do add up. Yeah, you, you need some here and there. Some crumbs. Yeah, give, give Sammy some little crumbs, like the little house hippo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, then we also got Jurassic Express taking on the Young Bucks, just in a for fun match, I guess. In a for fun match, of course. I guess they're like they're they, you know they're two of the top uh, tag teams out there. You know, we always like to see Jungle Boy, and you can't have a card without the Young Bucks. No. No. Not all out. <laughs> not at all out. They invented all out. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Uh, but we got more tags. We got the Dark Order, or at least we got Brody Lee, Cabana, Uno, and Stu taking on Matt Cardona, Scorpio Sky, and Dustin and QT Marshall. You know, probably so, another uh, another win for the Dark Order here. Um, but, you know, AEW fans love their tag wrestling, so this will just be another showcase of that. And, yeah, Cody, hopefully just, he'll just be gone. They're just going to sell that beating for a while. Mm-hmm. Have Cody stay away. Uh, but then we got the annual 21-man casino battle royal where the winner gets a future AEW world title shot. So uh, we don't know everyone, but we know Darby Allen's going to be in there. Lance Archer, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Pentagon, Phoenix, Butcher, Blade, Eddie Kingston, Sean Spears, Billy Gunn, Austin Gunn, Jake Hager, Santana, Ortiz, Chuck Taylor, Trent. And who else? Who else? Anyone else? And, and and who else? Who else wants it? <laughs> who else wants it? Yeah, that's right. The casino, these casino battle royals are always fun. It's probably the same. The rules aren't aren't there. There are kind of rules. It's like everyone kind of comes down in groups of four. That's yeah, a little weird. Yeah. And they kind uh, of change around every time. Last week on AEW, I think we uh, kind of moved over this very quickly. But Lance Archer and Brian Cage are getting into it together. Um, yeah, two absolute monsters and powerhouses, uh, <laughs> and that you know, I mean, this I, I just want to see the stare down between. There's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of big names in here, and I think Lance Archer and Brian Cage have to have their own little stare down. 
Um, you know, I guess we ask ourselves the question now: Is is the winner going to be one of these names we see, or will the winner be a TBD? I, you know, j- uh. just because Sean Spears is in the match doesn't necessarily mean he's going to win. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I mean, Cody could show up in this thing if you want. Yeah, the, yeah, these things are Actually, all no, these things are fun. Laugh. They're all over the place. It's it, it's you know they get to be funny. They get to be high energy at at spots. Um, yeah, it's going to be another great battle royal. Yeah, yeah. I hope eventually they do kind of take the Royal Rumble format of more individual entrances. I mean, yeah, yeah, you can. Or, you know, uh, I mean, I guess every new gimmick needs to start somewhere. And AEW yeah. saying, like, no, this is our, this is the way we do it. Yeah, I get it for now. Yeah. For now, it's fine. Uh, but we got the AEW Women's Championship on the line here. It's Hikaru Shida defends against NWA Women's Champion Thunder Rosa. So this is not a title for title. I don't believe so. Or a uh, winner AEW. takes all or anything. Um, so it would be, this would th- this this is the match that could swerve us all. The NWA Women's Champion winning this AEW World Championship, possibly, you know, unifying the two brands. Uh, th- that would be, that would be a story. Yeah, that could happen. They are kind of in cahoots, these two companies. And, you know, Hikaru Shida has, has held the belt since Double or Nothing, which, you know, we may have forgotten, but that was in May. It was over three months ago. Yeah, you know, I mean, we'll just take, we just want anything, anything for this division right now. Yeah, we will, yeah, we'll take anything we can get with this division. So, yeah. just give us a good match and we'll be fine. Yeah. For now. Uh, but we got the AEW World Tag Titles, Kenny Omega, Adam Page defending against FTR. So, Adam Page, does everything come to a head here? The friendship, the the alcoholism. <laughs> I don't know. It's Kenny, Kenny's slowly turning as well. He's been acting a little crazy. Or do we see something out of left field? This match doesn't even start because Kenny Omega and Adam Page are beating the shit out of each other. I don't know. Either way, FTR is walking away with those belts. I think I think it is time. Uh, you are right. They uh, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page have been champions since the uh, Rock and Rager at Sea. It's been a long enough time. We know this turn has been happening. I'm just really excited to. S- oh, I just want to see how it happens. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm. I'm invested. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm in for the ride. Me too. <laughs> uh, then we got Chris Jericho taking on Orange Cassidy in the Mimosa Mayhem match which can only be won by pinfall, submission, or throwing your opponent into a giant tank filled with a bunch of orange juice mixed with champagne to make the mimosa. So we know what that means. Somebody's going into the tank. Yeah, someone's getting dunked. Uh, Jericho's getting dunked. (laughs) Hopefully Jericho's getting dunked. Uh, Hopefully he wears a new suit for it just to get messed up. Yeah, like we need a new suit to get covered with mimosas. Um, Yeah, that's right. I think this will be the third, uh, their third kind of... Uh, their third matchup, right? So this is sort of where it should end. And Jericho, by getting thrown into a vat full of mimosas, you don't really like lose, <laughs> right? You didn't get pinned. You didn't get you. You didn't like. You didn't tap out. You just kind of got thrown into a tank of mimosas. And Orange Cassidy could be the one to do that. Yeah, but the humiliation would bother Jericho just as much. Yeah, seriously. As if he were pinned. <laughs> it's the humiliation that would get him. Mm-hmm. But uh, the main event, the World Championship match, John Moxley defending against MJF, and John Moxley is banned from using his paradigm shift finishing move. 
So uh, I believe that if he uses it mid-match, it's just over. MJF's your champion. I believe so. That's what the contract signing led me to believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I guess uh, you know, before page seventeen, uh, some yeah. some of that inf- <laughs> some of that information was written. You know, Moxley's been ho- Moxley's held his belt for a long time now, and every time he's in a new title match, I, like I I, I want to say I don't think it's the time for him to lose it. No, he's still you know he still ha- has a good thing going. Uh, I love MJF. But it might be too early for him to win this thing. Yeah, but like you know, and just kind of like we were saying with, uh, or just like I was saying with Jungle Boy and uh, Sammy Guevara, like the losses for you know these young studs, they 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 will start kind of adding up, mm-hmm. you know. And what what is it like for you know the first three, you know, first two years of being on AEW, you lose all the time, and then you get your push. Gotta wonder how uh, how you book these, especially the kids. Like, how do you book these kids to make them stars later? Who knows? Maybe he gets a big win. Who knows? Imagine he gets the big win. <laughs> Moxley wants to take some time off. We don't know uh-huh. what it's gonna be. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, my mind's going Moxley though. Um, yeah, because he's you know he's champ champ baby. Yeah, well that belts. He isn't. He? He's only defended it like once. No, 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 I think it was a few more t- a few more times than you think. Twice? Yeah. Well. <laughs> it's twice. It's not but, uh once. <laughs> yeah. But uh yes, he is double champ and he probably will still be after this weekend. Yeah, he's still uh I think PWI voted him the number one wrestler in the world. Uh he's at the top of his game. He's never been bigger. He's the biggest draw right now for this brand. Uh keep it on him. Keep it on, Moxley. And that will be that will be all out on Saturday. And that was this episode of the podcast. Yes, the Super Tuesday special. It was a Super Wednesday special. I'll give you something Wednesday, like that, sorry. Mike. Mike, we only have time for one more thing here on the podcast. We know what it is. It's the Wrestler of the Week. It's the Wrestler of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the I don't even have to I don't even have to give you a reason. I mean, when you walk in when you walk into a building and not contractually obligated to fight, you show up and fight and you do so with the best goddamn teeth in the business. Um you deserve you deserve the prestige that you're being thrown at. Uh and there's only one person who fits that bill. Roman motherfucking reigns uh since since his epic return at uh SummerSlam, i've just been over over the moon with joy seeing him come back uh roman reigns brings a lot of good stuff to this business and i cannot wait to see you heal roman take this title to new places roman reigns you're my wrestler of the week well sir Let's just make it unanimous. Yeah, uh, <laughs> baby, baby, I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down. <laughs> He's back. He hasn't even been uh, available for this title for many, many, many months now. But Roman Reigns, you're our wrestler of the week champion. Clean sweep. 
Clean sweep. Congratulations. This is our first uh, unanimous wrestler of the week. Um, wrestler of the week since Edge took home the title um, after his greatest after. Well, I shouldn't say his greatest wrestling match ever. After, I should have to say <laughs> after the greatest wrestling match ever. Um, Mike, I love it when you and I are on the same page. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I mean, hi. Heal Roman Reigns. How could you not? How could you not love it, right? And we already do. And that's all the time we have for this week on the podcast here, folks. Thanks for listening. Remember to rate, review, like, and subscribe. The podcast is everywhere. It's on YouTube. It's on uh, just like Joe Rogan. We're also on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Just like Rogan. Uh, but unlike Rogan, we're not uh, getting rid of our back catalog of episodes um, to appease the network. Because we say that fuck it, that. YouTube's getting wiped. His all his clips. No, um, well, well, um, no, um, a bunch of his episodes got taken off Spotify. Like Spotify took off, like forty-five different Rogan episodes. Why? Uh, that, that's the fucking question like, for all of us. Were they all controversial the, or something. All the Joey Diaz episodes. All the what? yes. All the Chris D'Elia episodes. All the Alex Jones episodes. All the Milo Yannanopoulos episodes. See, Alex Jones, I could understand maybe if it's like controversial shit, but but uh, but yeah, but there's a there and there is a list. I'll I'll I'll, f- I'll find you the uh, the full list. But unlike the Rogan podcast, we will be here <laughs> pumping out yeah. all of these episodes, Mike. I can't wait for next week's show. We got all out to talk about. Uh, possibly by the next time we record the show, there could be a brand new NXT champion. Could be. We'll see we'll you s- for the <laughs> all out fallout. I like that. Can we trademark that? Can we call, can we get Cody on the phone and trademark all out fallout? Yeah, and sell it to him. Well, we're at it. Well, Mike, you take care. Uh, you have a great night, folks. Thanks for listening. And uh, I guess we'll be seeing you around. Yeah. See you next time. Shoot.